Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Red Hot Comic Book Movie News. Shooting up your butthole. The Weekly Planet. The Weekly Planet. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode. <clears throat> that didn't hang on. Keep it rolling. We can do this. Believe Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Weekly Planet, official podcast of ComicBookMovie.com, where we talk movies and comics and TV shows and whatever else, whatever crap comes out of our mouth <laughs> at that particular time. My name is uh, James. You might know me as Mr. Sunday. With me, as always, my co-host, Nick Mason. Believe in yourself. My voice was fine, like the second before mm. I start. No, was it? Yeah, I was hoping you trip up. <laughs> I'm hoping you sabotage this podcast. Then it's mine. All the stuff in here. Speaking of, there is a weird echo in this room. This All week. the nothingness. Yeah. Took out a bunch of stuff. You did take out a bunch a of stuff. a weird echo. Mm. So and it, sorry but, about it, that. but it wasn't like acoustic tiling or anything like that. Like it was just As random garbage. Like there was a rug made out of jeans. <laughs> jeans that I think rug, your yeah. mother gave she you. She did, yeah. It was on the back of the couch. You took that out. There's, there was some stuff. In the corner, yeah, just and a- you remove that, and now there's just a weird wet brown stain. <laughs> well, I gotta get fixed. <laughs> I hope this is building a picture in, in the <laughs> listener's mind of what what conditions we do this under. The idea is that I'm gonna set up a proper room at some point. Oh, hopefully sure, hopefully soon. You're so. gonna bring back the the jeans blank. <laughs> Definitely. Right? Okay, great. It's a staple of this podcast. People didn't know it. But- it also seems to be getting foggier in here as we talk. I don't know why that is. <laughs> Are we underground? <laughs> is this Maybe. underground? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's very cavernous in here. Yeah. Anyway, we've been walled in like an Edgar Allan Poe story. Correct. Uh, on with the news. Yes. Roughly the news. Which Roughly is the news. Let's do it. Probably called. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob wants to know. What do you think of the? Is idea? that a made-up name? Bob. No, that's a real human. What's name. his full name? Bob. Well, oh, I don't know if he wants me to d- disclose that, but it's Bob <laughs> Stephen. No, that's a very much a made-up <laughs> name. Well done, thinking on your feet and making up a full made-up name for him. Continue. <laughs> So two first names, Bob Stephen. Um, he's uh, what he's pointed out here is that Brian Singer said that uh, there are talks for an X Men Fantastic Four crossover movie in the future. Hmm. Hmm. He also says it'll um, it'll work because they're both ensemble films, which is true. Uh huh. And there's a natural uh, mechanism to deal with it, which involves uh, time. So I'm assuming some kind of time travel. Ugh. Well, because they said it different. This times. is different. <laughs> That's never been said in Hollywood before, or any kind of fiction writing is, this will work definitely because of time travel. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you're right. So basically what's going to happen here is either 
because the X Men films are on a pretty good run at this point. Sure. Either they're going to elevate, or they're going to elevate the Fantastic Four yeah, franchise, yeah. or the Fantastic Four franchise is going to bring the X Men franchise down. Drag it right down. Yeah. Okay. If you've got four Fantastic Four members, does that mean you just have to pick out four X Men, or do you have like twenty seven X Men? Oh, it's a really good point. <laughs> do you know isn't what it? I mean? Yeah. There's been comics about it that yeah. I haven't read. Probably. Uh-huh. Are you against any of that? I guess. Ah, they have to do time travel though because the current X Men team is young and sexy and cool, and in the 80s. and in the eighties. So they have there has to be, and you can't have the you can't have the the new young Fantastic Four yeah. meet the old X Men. No, because that would be weird. Yeah, right? yeah. Because if anything, the Fantastic Four should be more established than the X Men because that's how it worked in the comics. It was X Men oh, okay, first, right. and then yeah, yeah. it was Fantastic Four first, and then the X Men. But Ant Man was one of the first Avengers, and oh. then he hit his wife. I mean, and he was the most recent movie. Yep. So, you know. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. Uh, look, I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. That's a pretty good answer. <laughs> Isn't it, though? Hang on, my, this is unplugged. Give me a sec. This is a fucking disaster today. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but we're still on there. So yeah, we're fine. still on there. We're Great. Fine. Okay, so, uh, what am I doing? You also said, though, this very much depends on how the um, the... Fantastic Four movie turns out like how it's received, like publicly. how far it's going to tank. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So if it only tanks a little bit, yeah, we'll do it. But if it tanks super hard, I I can't read this movie how it's going to go. No, I me mean neither. Like I want to, I, I I genuinely want it to be. No, I'm genuinely. I'm, I don't care whether it's good or bad. Like, right, sure. good, but I'm interested to know how what way it's going to go. Yeah, because I, I it might because the Fantastic Four movie like. The franchise famously, yeah, it only still exists. Like they keep having to make one every X number of years, otherwise they'll lose the rights to yeah, it. Yeah. Which is odd because they've never made a good one, <laughs> no. and there's no, and they they make they make money though, right? They, yeah, well, I, I know, no, they did. They, they both made money. Yeah. yeah, the ones that have been well, except for the. I know about the one from '94 and whatever that, that uh-huh. was clearly made. This will be the, fascinating if they just keep like they keep making bad ones. But then they keep making bad ones. Like, what if this franchise? What if this becomes the longest-running comic book franchise ever? Like, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. stops doing Iron Man, so they stop making them, and you know, blah blah blah. Yeah. But they just keep making Fantastic Four movies because they make just enough. Because they'd rather that. This is a seventy-year-old franchise. We keep making. We're onto our twenty-seventh Fantastic Four movie. But the thing is, I don't feel like they're trying to make bad ones, except for the first one, which from '94, which was never going to be released. The right. Com- that. But the other ones have been genuine, including this one, look like genuine attempts. Uh-huh. Like, even though they have to make them. Right. But it, it would be amazing if they kept trying to make genuine attempts. <laughs> and they're all bad, yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're right. I can't read this one at all. Yeah. And I, it, I feel like the filmmakers can't read it either because, you know, there was that in, one that trailer looked like Interstellar. Yeah, yeah. And there's one that looks like, a, you know, they're teens and they're... And then it's one where, yeah. Serious super, like, I don't know. Is there jokes or whatever? Yeah. Mm, mm. Don't know. Yeah. So, but the other thing is, I think, of course, Brian Singer's going to come out and say, hey, maybe there'll be a X-Men Fantastic Four crossover because this movie's out in two weeks. Uh-huh. And as far as I'm aware, no, nobody really cares sure <laughs> I mean people care but like it's not like a, a Batman v Superman or a whatever Marvel are bringing out uh-huh. you know what I mean yeah 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 so yeah we've seen some more 80s costumes from the X-Men oh yeah we've seen Quicksilver's in his costume yeah I haven't it's seen that just a regular costume <laughs> they've gotten rid of his weird silver thing he's still got the goggles okay but they're just regular goggles great how do you like that I, I, yeah that's fine <laughs> great yeah good <laughs> apparently there's going to be an even more Quicksilver scene in this Ooh. one and that, do, you think, do you think that's done though 
Like, it, you, can you imagine that they could do anything that could top the last it one? It has to be at least three times as good. <laughs> okay. So they're going to have to bring me in specifically <laughs> yeah. and have me watch the scene. And if, it's, I, if I judge that it's three times as good, yeah. then it's out. Then it, it's, we, they put in the movie. Yeah. Otherwise, everybody involved is killed. Okay, fair and enough. And the actor that plays Quicksilver is digitally erased from the movie. Great. And then killed. <laughs> in that order. Yeah. What about, like, I'm just trying to think. I don't even know what I was going to say. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. not important. Yeah, look, I think, I think I'm sure they have plans to cross over the X-Men and yep. Fantastic Four uh-huh. if this goes well. Sure. Or if this goes middling. Right. <laughs> so, you know, everybody wants their crossover versus universe, don't mm, they? Yeah. So everyone's mm. doing it. All yeah, the cool yeah. people. Speaking of universes of... This isn't a segue, is it? No, it's, it's just the best segue. Continue. <laughs> James Bond Spectre trailer. Oh, that came it's out, It's not called James it? Bond Spectre. No. It's called... <laughs> Spectre, colon, James Bond, brackets. Mm. Is it? Question mark? <laughs> so, what do you think about this? Brackets don't emphasize colon. <laughs> did you? Did it ring any bells with you? What does that mean? Like, would you go to your neighbours and ring their doorbell and be like, watch this on my phone? Yeah. Okay. Obviously. <laughs> cool. D- you didn't love Skyfall, did you? No. It's not as good as people... I, it's you know it's I've said this before it's brisk and it's fun. It looks great. Yeah, it looked like I I rewatched it recently. Cause yeah, I'm I'm like I'll give some some movies a more of a chance kind sure. of thing. Yeah, and it looks great. His cinematography is great. Looks incredible. Yeah, but it, I feel like they were they've been trying really hard to kind of bring everything back to the original status quo. Yeah. Which is fine, but at the same time, they're like, okay, well, he's got to have the same gun he had in the 60s yeah, and he's yeah. got to do... And the M's got to be Ralph Fiennes because so, <laughs> it's got to be male and all that. Like, you don't have to bring it all the way up. And also, the villain's plot made no sense. No, as, as we captured about, on purpose. The whole thing, like, it, the James Bond movies always, are always just a mishmash of whatever's popular at the time. Yeah. And they went, okay, well, a Dark Knight worked really well. Yeah. Let's make... Let's have our villain be the Joker. But yeah. It's what's his face. Yeah. Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. Yeah. yeah exactly. Mm. It didn't look like him. It even had the. Yeah. It didn't look like him. No, it did. It was like even the. Outfit, oh, the joke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah even it the looked outfit like looked the, the same. Yeah, it did. It looked like the like the um, Frank Miller kind of Joker. Yeah. More than anything. And it and again his his whole scheme like it was this incredibly elaborate fifteen year scheme, <laughs> but the the final step of the scheme was he just walked into Parliament dressed as a cop and just started firing indiscriminately. <laughs> like that was in the plan. Yeah. And just do that. Why would Q put his hard drive into the MI6 main Yeah, none frame of them made sense. Well, that's a, that's a topic for another day or the day we reviewed it, I assume. Were we <laughs> no, doing we this did, No, we were Okay, we'll come back to it. That was 2012. No, Let's we do a James Bond episode. Yeah, absolutely. we've always been People have been saying do. do a James Bond one. Mm. So I think if we do do a James Bond commentary, which do, we will. Do. I, yeah, I reckon we do Skyfall. Because it's it's easy to talk over. Like Casino Royale <laughs> is a better film. Yeah. But I'll just end up talking, like just watching Casino yeah. Royale. Oh, look at the car flip. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know what? The other thing I don't like about these current James Bond movies, movies which on the whole I do like. like yeah. I like Daniel Craig and uh-huh. they're all they're way better. Oh, than also the I didn't ones. like Skyfall because he had weird skinny suits. Like they were super skinny. <laughs> like if you want to wear them, that's fine. But that's yeah. people. That's the thing that people love most about these movies. It's the thing you hate the most. Huh. People love the fashion. I guess so. But anyway, yeah. he couldn't run around in those. No. Well, like you said, doesn't he have different jackets for different... Yeah, he has suits? a big one for, for actual moving and a medium one, for, a large one for moving and then a medium one for just standing around <laughs> stock still and holding a martini like just one wrist up like, ooh. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to see him swing and he just bursts out of his suit? Yes. Do you want to see that? Yes. Absolutely. 
Sorry, you were saying what the one thing you hate about those movies? Uh, yeah, that, it's all this returning James Bond to its status quo, but it's happening really slowly. Yeah, like every movie ends with, and now he's James Bond. Right, but then okay. the next one is like. It's a secret from his past, oh, that's <laughs> right, like yeah. it, and he's still finding his feet. Well, we should talk about the Spectre trailer. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Yes, yeah. that's right. That's <laughs> the piece of doing. news that came out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is that again? Yeah. So I've got Dave Batista. he's, yeah. he's in it as the, Very the henchman, for that. Yeah. and his his secret henchman ability seems to be able to just punch a guy's head off. Yeah, what the hell? There's a bit you can see his eyes gone. Oh, he punches a guy's eye out. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know whether I think he, I think he can also do the one headed neck snap. That seems which is difficult, difficult at the best of times. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> You know, you know. He's a big guy. Apparently, he's like he's very kind of um, like he's also very charming and, and smart. Like he's not just a standard henchman. Oh, okay. What's right, the right. last henchman that you remember? Is it Vulcan from <laughs> Tomorrow Never Dies? No, it's Diamondface. Vul- yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was he? Oh, he was a henchman, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, actually, ooh, I don't know. That movie's yeah. not very good. <laughs> no, it was unclear. Not. Do you remember Vulcan from Die Another Di- Live and Die Tomorrow's Get the Newspaper or whatever it's Vulcan called? Vulcan from Australian Gladiators. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that, no. Okay, yeah, he's in one of them. Great. I think the last really iconic henchman must have, and maybe the only, is Jaws? Well, there's Jaws, there's I mean, Odd there's Job. Others. Oh, yeah, there's Odd Job, you're yeah, right. Yeah, but they all they died out. They died out when Jaws... Um, got married in space. Yeah, he flew out into space <laughs> with the love of his life. Yeah. Weirdly, though, he comes back in the last Pierce Brosnan Bond role, which is a game called um, Everything or Nothing. Yes, that's right. And the actor who plays Jaws came back in like mocap and whatever. Yeah. And you fight Richard Keel. That's him. And you fight. Who's the late Richard Keel now? I think he died. I think he died. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. So you fight. You're Pierce Brosnan and you fight like. In his prime, Jaws. Right, so, so, it's, a, so it's back in time. Yeah, I guess. It's a flashback. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I mean, it's in the story. Like, it's sure. as you go. Uh-huh. Like you fight- well, obviously it's going to be in the story. <laughs> like, you fight you fight Willem Dafoe. Oh, that's right. And uh, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's actually a pretty sweet game. Yeah. Or it was for the time. Anyway, Spectre. <laughs> Spectre trailer, we're getting back to it. Um, we see a little bit of... Um, um, that guy. What's Blofeld? His name? Yeah, Blofeld. <laughs> the actor that is clearly playing Blofeld. Yeah. And we see Rafe Fiennes fighting with the character from Sherlock. Moriarty. Moriarty from Sherlock, who is, who is obviously, like on, the, on all the photo calls and all the press conferences, yeah. he's, he's MI6 agent, Johnny Goodman or whatever. <laughs> and then clearly he's going to turn coat and be a bad guy. Right? And they, I love how, like, people knew that was going to happen because yeah. that guy looks, he doesn't, he looks, like real life sinister. Yeah, oh yeah. But then they have him in the trailer wrestling with M. Yeah. So that's that twist kind of revealed. Like, why would you put that in? It was a fast enough cut though that I think a lot of people would have missed it. Yeah, I guess so. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, we had what's his bloody name? Christoph Waltz. There yeah, we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. clearly Blofeld. He's got the bloody Blofeld jacket as well. Yeah. Like a, or a similar kind of mm. a modern. Well, that's the standard revamp. issue Bond villain jacket. I guess it is. So they're like uh, probably on the whiteboard at MGM. They're like, we got to bring back the Bond villain jacket. <laughs> Nehru jacket, Mandarin collar, bring it back. <laughs> Do you reckon though, some people... Turtlenecks, he could be, white cats. <laughs> he could be Dr. No? Uh, I guess so. Do we see his hands? No. Oh, yeah, probably. I don't know. I mean, he doesn't have to... He could maybe get his hands... He could get his p- hands cut off yeah. in this movie. Yeah. And then he's got pincer hands. You're pincer right. Pincer hands, that's it. But in this movie, we, we seem to, it seems to be that James Bond has a dark secret yet again. It's like his twin... No, it's like his adopted brother or something. He's the head of... Because that was in the last trailer. Right, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like he grew up with this guy and then... 
he's like, oh, James Bond, you've returned and, you know, we're friends or we were friends or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yep. There's exactly. all that bizzo. Do you need it to be like a dark secret from his no. past or could he just do a mission? I'd rather he just did a mission. <laughs> That's what all the other Bond movies were about, yeah. doing a mission, right? Do a bloody mission, yeah. Because yeah. the last one was also a lot about going back into his past and look, it's his family home and Kincaid is there. And I feel this whole run has been... They want it to be this long, ongoing saga. Yeah. I don't think it should be. I like agree. you were saying, I think he should have been James Bond by the end of Casino Royale. Which he was. He was. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Was... He's got the outfit, he's got the gun, he says, Bond, James Bond. Yeah. That's it. And then, but they just want to keep this th- run going. Yeah. And have him, they want, everybody wants to weave destiny into these movies yep, now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Which yeah. is why I like the Mission Impossible movies, which we're going to talk about later, where there's no destiny. He's just doing a mission. <laughs> there's no destiny and there's no rhyme or reason. It's just... <laughs> just, just masks and missions. <laughs> just taking off masks one after the other. <laughs> All right, that's enough about that because I feel like I'm going to veer off into other territory, yeah. which uh-huh. we did five or six times. Okay, so Logan's Run is getting a remake. Well, that's already been announced. They were talk- Years ago, they were talking like um, Ryan Gosling was going to be in it and whatever. Oh, yeah. You a fan of the original? Is Logan's Run the one where... You were killed after a certain age. Yeah, you're like so you hit 29 go... or something and okay, they kill you. Right. I can't remember the exact So age. Gosling has to be out because he's yeah, but over he the looks, age. He looks... <laughs> they could de-ageify him, I guess. They don't need to. He looks like 26. Yeah, that's true. Like, he's fine. He could be... Yeah. If, uh-huh. if they were like, he's 45, he's 25, I'd be like, yeah, he's he's any and all of those things. Oh, <laughs> that's sure. But apparently Simon Kinberg is going to do the story treatment, who's done a lot of stuff. He's doing one of the Star Wars uh, spin-offs. He did Days of Future Past and a bunch of other stuff. Oh yeah, okay. He's the, he's the man of the moment. He's the new. Who's the guy who did Into Darkness? Lindelof, except people, oh, yes. except people like him. Oh sure, great. So, Does now, he have that on his business card? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the new Lindelof, except people like me. So yeah, what do you think about that? All right, I liked all that stuff. So. That movie's from '76, but yeah. it feels like it was from much like early '70s. Because Star Wars was just the year after. And That's there's right. a big difference between Star Wars and Logan's Run. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen Logan's Run in ages, but I, I liked it. I remember mm, yeah. liking it. But it's all that, it's it's that very kind of Stanley Kubrick-esque. Everything's dystopian very slow. future and, yeah. you know, well, the society is going to get you or whatever. There's a lot of slow zooms onto things, there I is, assume. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's also, it's it's Basil Exposition is the lead guy in the original. Oh, of course he is. That's right, yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Don't know the actor's name. So. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah, he doesn't listen, so it's fine. Unless he does, and there's just a single tear, <laughs> <laughs> single British tear. Yeah, so no, I like that. That's um, that feels like a movie ripe for a remake. But at the same time, we did recently get In Time with Justin Timberlake, okay, yeah. which is also about young people on the run. Otherwise, they become old or something. No, that they, they run out of time. And they, they run die. out of time and then they die. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, fine, whatever. Yeah, do it. Or, you know, it's, I don't think it's people would get upset. People don't love it enough to get upset if they remake it. Do you know what I mean? And people love it, but I feel like it's not, it's not like a Star Wars where if you remade Star Wars, people would lose their minds. Do you think that they're going to sort of make... Because it feels to me, because it's about young people being young. Yeah, sure. They've got to hold on to being young, but then they've got to be old and grow up yeah. and not be young anymore. Do you think it's going to be like a like a Maze Runner, like a Divergent, oh, right. like, a, yeah. like a it? What's the one with the arrows? Arrow. Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah, Hunger, Hunger Game. Games. There we go. Wish there was a new trailer for this week. What did you think? I didn't say it. I agree with was you. Was it exactly the same? Was it just bits from the last movie? There was a and bit of some that. extra bits? It's just did like... Did you get sad when Philip Seymour Hoffman was in it? Yeah, a Did you bit. get happy when Stanley Tucci was in it? I didn't see him. Oh. So that worries me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah We're looking fine. out for you, Tucci. <laughs> oh, yeah, it looks fine. Mm. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. We'll do our, we'll do our annual... 
Hunger Games slash Doctor Who episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which we do every year. Great. <laughs> Two great things mm. mashed together that shouldn't be. So, no. anyway, what, what were you saying? Uh, oh, are they going to make it a Hunger Games? Yeah, style Hunger Games. Young I, I person's movie. By the way that it. Uh, as it's been developing up until this point, I don't think so. Right. But okay. if this is kind of new blood and whatever, yeah, it's it's entirely possible. Because at this point, who cares about yeah. Logan's Run? <laughs> but who cares about teen movies? Teens. Teens. Teens bloody love them. Mm. Yeah. Actually, there was also a Maze Runner, I think, trailer this week or recently. Maze Runner. Keep on mazing. Get out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's um. I didn't mind that movie. Oh yeah. Actually, I, I I would see the second one. I probably wouldn't go to see it. But did I, they get out of the maze in the end? Yeah, but then is it is it? Oh, Are we ever it, out of the maze? Was it a maze within a maze? <laughs> Something like that. That makes oh, a lot no, of sense. It's, it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> it's not important. Was it too complicated a movie for you? Yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> sure, that'll do. Yeah. <laughs> it just it'll stop me having to explain it. So right. yeah. Anyway, um, the director of Birdman, uh, what's his name? I can't remember. Is yeah. It Alejandro or something. Let's let's not make any leaps. <laughs> sure, okay. <laughs> anyway, he's doing a movie called the uh, the. Reven- I was going to say Jose Ramos Horta, <laughs> but I think he's a dictator. Okay, right. Anyway, uh, the, yeah, the director of Birdman, he's doing the Revenant, a movie currently, which has Leonardo DiCaprio and. Um, that sounds like a movie that's been a long time coming. Yeah, I well, recognize that name. It's um, what is it? Alejandro it's- Gonzalez in Aritu. Okay, cool. Yeah. I was right there. <laughs> I'm going to look up Jose Ramos Horta. <laughs> Good. <laughs> It's uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hardy, and it's basically it's a 19th century kind of explore, explorers film where they you know come across you know Native Americans and there's yep. all sorts of trials and tribulations. It's uh-huh. it's like Pocahontas, but like after that happened. Oh sure, <laughs> yes, yeah. uh-huh. and like really like grim and gritty and and, okay. all, and all that bizzo. He, he's so fi- it's a gritty reboot of Pocahontas. Yeah, Great. but basically, what I, what I, the point I wanted to make is apparently it's gone way over budget. It started off at ninety five million. They always do yeah. these historical epics, and it's gone to like one hundred and thirty five. And the other thing is apparently there's infighting between the cast and crew and the director because like he's doing it, like he's really pushing the limits. It sounds like an apocalypse now kind of situation. It sound, no, it sounds more like an entourage the movie situation. <laughs> if anything, yeah, Leonardo no. wants more money to do the movie but so, Ari won't give him more money to do the movie well, I mean he would but then then bloody Billy Bob Thornton won't give any money to do the movie you know what I mean but any, but they've all got the money to do the movie I mean Turtle movie. could give him the money Turtle could give him the money to do the movie <laughs> just take Turtle's money Leo yeah exactly yeah. a lot of the problems stem from he's only shooting with natural light Oh, that's yeah, okay. Like, cool. so he's actually so his actual filming window is like three hours a day. I guess so, depending on, and yeah. also he's filming it in order, which is unheard of for a yeah. movie. Well, not unheard of, it does happen. And not only that, it's he's doing it in one shot, like he did with Birdman. Now it's not actually one shot because right, there right. are cuts in Birdman. Yeah, but he's doing that weird tracking effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the whole so movie. this wow. is just apparently spiraling. Yeah. Which I find fascinating. Yeah. So, um, uh, look, I don't really have anything to say about it other than I'm very interested to see how this turns out. Me too. Yeah. Have you ever seen Heart of Darkness, the Apocalypse Now documentary? I've not, no. Me too. Mm. I want to see it, though. Let's, let's watch it now. All right. Pause. <laughs> also, just for the record, Jose Ramos Horta is the United Nations Special Representative. He's not a dictator. Actually. He's not a dictator, so I apologize <laughs> to Jose Ramos Horta. Please don't send me an email, Jose Ramos Horta. Now, Pixels isn't out here this week. You heard anything about Pixels? I've heard nothing but bad things. <laughs> I heard somebody got. I've heard people are mad because somebody ruined its perfect zero percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It had a perfect zero, and then somebody was like, "Oh, it's actually not bad." And everybody's like, "Boo! <laughs> no, you're wrong." Isn't that we the want same thing happened with? They call it the Bucky Larson, don't they? The what? I think Film Drunk called it 
pitching the Bucky Larson. Oh, that might, that's great. <laughs> I don't, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Film Drug's great, by the way. Good mm. website. But yeah, it's they reckon it's going to only open in number two in the US with like 23 million behind oh, sure. Ant Man. Uh-huh. Apparently, it's just a disaster. Oh, well, I've heard it's, yeah, look. Like We're not going to really, do an episode on it. I'm oh not going to watch no. it. You know, if it was out this week, yeah, I, I, like the same week as the states, then I, I'd, I'd probably talk about it. Uh-huh. But I'm not making people listen to it <laughs> like two weeks after it's out. I've yeah. heard, I've heard it's just soulless. Yeah, like it's just there's no enthusiasm. There's no enthusiasm. <laughs> they don't even look like they care about like all the characters are supposed to be these former video game experts yeah. from the 80s, but it looks like none of them played them or cared yeah, about them. Like as apparently, kids. like the way that they also use the games in the movie doesn't make sense. Like they have cheat codes. Sometimes they work, sometimes they like, don't. Yeah. But like why do they? And then you get, apparently at the end, so spoiler alert, I guess if you care, they bring in Cubit, right? Oh, that's right, yeah. And he helps them because yeah. they win him, I guess. Yeah, right. So he's like a he's like their minions. Do you know what I mean? Oh, sure, <laughs> Every yeah. movie needs a minion. And I'm talking about the actual movie minions, by the way, not like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a little thing you can yeah, no, sell and it, yeah. whatever. I know uh-huh. you, I know you know. But, um... <laughs> I did. Just in case there was secrets that. I didn't know until he told me. <laughs> and at the end, apparently he's one of the only good things in it, Cubert. Right. Because people love Cubert. Yeah. And because he, of Wreck It Ralph. Because of Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. And he gets turned into a sexy lady for Josh Gad. Oh, that's the end. right. Yeah. Like uh-huh. he wins this prize. And yeah, then which so, is a woman. Which is a woman. Oh boy. Yeah, like it's odd that Wreck It Ralph did this like three years, two, three years yeah. ago, something like that, much better. And nailed it. Yeah. And in this movie, in, in Pixels, like the space invaders are the bad guys, but then Pac Man's a bad yeah. guy, and yeah. then they're the go- the ghosts of the good guys. I feel like, as well, this is almost unfuck upable. Like yeah. this movie. Like, uh-huh. I don't know how, when you bring in Adam Sandler and Kevin James as the president. Right, sure. I mean, I haven't seen it. I shouldn't, you know. No, we have seen it, though. But again, like I've said. Many a time, if you if I watch a trailer to something yeah. and they can't trick me into thinking it's good, it cannot be good. <laughs> like if you get the 90 minutes, two hours of a movie, you compact it down to two minutes yeah. and you can't find two minutes of good material or like a couple of minutes of jokes that are yeah. good that you can sell, yeah. it's not a good movie. Yeah, fair and point. And they, they I looked at it and went, this looks terrible. This, the special effects look really good. They do, yeah. Just watch the short film. It's yeah, like which a is great. Three-minute short film, and it I looks hope great. the guy who made that got a lot of money for yeah. this. because yeah. like, he, he's never selling anything else again. <laughs> but you know what? The other thing is, Futurama did this, yeah. and they did it much. But do you remember that episode, yeah, of Futurama? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a great episode. Hmm. I, I think I can't remember. I saw a review or read a review where the person said this could have been Ghostbusters. This could That's have been true, the yeah. new Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. And it's just. You gave it to the wrong people. Right. Chris Columbus, though, directed it, who did... He's done a bunch of good stuff. He did the first couple of Harry Potters, which I don't love, but... Yep. I don't think they're... I think they're probably the weakest Harry Potters. But, you know, they kicked off the universe and yeah, yeah. They're, they're kids' movies, so they're not for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Uh, Adil wants to know um, if we could do a video game movie episode. Sure. Yeah. We'll do it when... So, whenever the next one comes out, say it'd be Assassin's... I think it might be Assassin's Creed. It's going to be Assassin's Creed or Hitman, Agent yeah. 47, maybe? One of those. We'll do one yeah, of okay, those. Yeah, okay, right. So, yeah. We'll okay, tell you what, we'll do that. We'll do, we'll start, we'll kick it off with a brief review of Hitman Agent 47, which mm. you can just copy paste from here. <laughs> it's not very good. <laughs> and he looks weird bald, the guy in it. Just copy and paste that. We'll put it in that episode and then we'll talk about video game movies. I'm trying to think who would be a good the Hitman. Jason Statham? Yeah, Statham would be the best. You have to get a guy who already looks good bald. Yep, yep. And neither yep. of those two guys, all of them didn't. This new guy doesn't. Yeah. Oh, no. Hmm. 
What about the new transport? Let's have a solid neck as well. You need a solid you neck. Because otherwise you look like you're real skinny in the yeah. shirt color. And yeah, looks you're like right. Maybe you've got leukemia. People say Vin Diesel for years. I don't feel like it suits him though. And he'd have to be pale. They'd have to digitally yeah. paleize him. Yeah. Yeah, he gets a bit of sun, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. out there. Torstein wants to know um, what we think about a very serious thing that happened this week. Uh-oh. In terms of there was a massive bidding war between three major studios that Sony ended up winning, putting in millions of dollars for the rights to make an emoji film. <laughs> this is Battleship at worst, right? Because at, yes. at least there's rules to Battleship. I love how we've got to a point where we're like, well, at least Battleship. Yeah. Like, like at least Battleship had a solid concept. There's ships and they battle. You know what I mean? And then maybe aliens could... I don't know. What? Oh, wow. I wish I'd invented emojis. <laughs> I'd be a billionaire by now. Would you, though? Because, like, is that a thing that you can... Monetize? Copyright or monetize? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, anyway. Well, somebody clearly has the rights to it. I guess you're right, yeah. So, I, suppose. I don't... No. But you know what? If Pixar could do it, I don't think anybody gonna, else yeah. could. Yeah, what about, like... I mean, the Lego movie worked. People have said that. Sure. But, but <laughs> what, what is... <laughs> is this yeah what is it like is it are they people is it, have you seen inside out yeah i saw inside out so i actually like, really liked it yeah it's great so is it like emotions that are yes oh, that's true but people would just be hanging out to see the poop with eyes though surely <laughs> i thought inside Out was like i've felt for me pixar movies have been a bit of a downward slide sure. like we've kind of seen it all but i'm like yeah, inside out was really good yeah no i enjoyed it a lot yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. though i did mention in my review that i get really it worries me that it's all inside the human head and it's such a finite world. Like, those little people are trapped inside that girl's brain. Oh, sure. <laughs> and that really... <laughs> do you think that's where insanity comes from? Yeah, definitely. Of course Ooh. it does. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. But look, leading on from that terrible idea... Yes. Um, look, I'm on board because it didn't. it's not going to cost me any money, is it? <laughs> sure. If I was a studio head, I'd be very concerned. Yeah, but. absolutely. Um, but Dwayne Johnson, though, he's reteaming with uh, Brad Payton to make who did who they did um, San Andreas together. Oh yes, to make a Rampage movie based off the video, video game, game Rampage. Rampage. <laughs> I had that is on the Atari. Be, is he going to be the giant monkey man? I don't think they can because then he's mostly not in it. Yeah. Okay, for those people who don't know, the Rampage is a game from like the 80s and I guess 90s. Uh-huh. It's been ported like a billion times. Yeah. Probably not a billion. That's probably an exaggeration. <laughs> but where the, you, there's three characters in it, I guess you can call them characters, and they get transformed into a giant lizard, a giant rat, and a giant gorilla. I think so, and yeah. And then you pick one of those characters and you just smash up a city. Right, yes. And you do that for like 100 levels. <laughs> and that's essentially the yeah. game. It's a lot of fun, but it's very repetitive. That's what yeah. I remember about it. And I guess this would... <sighs> That's so odd that they're... Um, they're taking another swing at video game movies? A, well, no, they're taking another swing at just smashing a city movies. <laughs> Same director in The Rock. Hey, let's just have The Rock react to the city being smashed. <laughs> but I guess the reason that a lot of people hated San Andreas... Well, it wasn't very good, but also <laughs> there's no villain in that. No. Like you have... A, like you have your... Was it... Yeah, Yoan Griffith. No, use Yoan Griffith. There we go. <laughs> oh, Dominic West. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um... <laughs> And yeah, there's there's nobody to blame for the vi- you know, yeah. to the destruction. It's just yeah. But then we've got we've just. I guess aren't it they, could be funny. Aren't they? Mis- yeah, that's what I. That's what I think they're gonna do. Like it. I guess aren't they mistakes of science? The rampage the, monsters. Yeah, aren't yeah. they like scientists who? Well, one of them is. I don't know. That is a good question. Are you looking it up? No, I'm looking at Rampage World Tour, which was the sequel. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so they flew them around the world to smash up different cities. Yes, yes that's right. <laughs> uh yeah. 
Um... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Wait, what are we deciding on? No, no, yeah, they were humans, and then if you if you um, if you take too much damage, you revert back to a human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I was going to Which say, is the dream, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, isn't that what you want? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be this monster anymore. Oh god. Um, yeah, like I guess because we've done Godzilla, yep. super serious, sure, monster smashing city movie, and we've had Pacific Rim, which is kind of super serious, bad accents. <laughs> Little bit of levity. Yeah. I guess there's room for a funny one. I guess. And Rampage would be the funny one. I feel like we're going away. I've got a letter later on it on Dark and Gritty. Yep. Anyway, we can talk about that later. Uh-huh. Or we can talk about it now. Oh, yes. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it now? No, let's talk about it later. Oh, man. I just scrolled down. I'm scrolling <laughs> up again. Scroll up again, idiots. <laughs> uh, we got to get out of this new segment. Okay. We've been <laughs> what feels like hours. Benicio del Toro apparently eyed for a Star Wars Episode Eight villain. Oh, yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Good as any. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jurassic World has topped the Avengers for the third highest grossing film of all time. Wow. With, on the back of that, they announced uh, Jurassic World 2, or I guess it's Jurassic Park 5, mm. which, uh, for June 22nd, 2018. I hope it's Jurassic World 4, brackets. Jura- I hope it's Jurassic World 2, brackets. Jurassic World 5. Yeah. <laughs> no, watch that. So, yeah, third highest grossing film of all time. There you go. Mm. The three highest grossing You're films. welcome. You're telling me that? Just the filmmakers. Sure. Do you think it's worthy of being third? It it knocked off the Avengers, the third highest grossing. It was a solid popcorn movie. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah, it's massive. They sell a lot of tickets. Yeah, it's mass appeal, man. They they must have to go down the militarized dinosaur route for the next one, right? Yes. Because that's the only... You can't do another park or come back to another abandoned park. Yeah, no, I think so. Yeah. And we got B.D. Wong in the chair and he's... He's stroking like a white little dinosaur, his pet little dinosaur, Blofeld style. Great. He's wearing the Nehru jacket. Of course he is. wearing the Bond villain jacket. Mm, Okay, I'm on board. He would be a good Bond villain. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what that was, what you were saying. Yeah. Just pointing things out that you say. Oh, yeah. Okay, look. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com.
BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. We were going to do talk about the Fantastic Four movies this week, uh-huh. but we've decided that we're not going to do that. Correct. <laughs> So we're going to talk about, go, take through the Mission Impossible, the journey, that the 19-year journey that's been the Mission Impossible film. Wow, has it been 19 years? 96 was the wow. first one. So yeah. there you go. You can't tell. Yeah, you can. <laughs> In what aspect do you mean? You can't tell. Okay, the first Mission Impossible movie opens, because I rewatched one and two yeah. today. Mm-hmm. It opens on like somebody observing some data on like a two-foot-thick CRT monitor. <laughs> And that at the time would have been meant to be like this is this is the cutting the edge of technology. Computer, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know what? I find the first one, unlike the second, it's of the time, but it doesn't feel dated. Like it, because it, it's all like uh, it feels more like a real movie. Like two isn't a movie; it's just a series <laughs> of ridiculous action sequences uh-huh. and dead. So suits. much swirling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, you, you obviously know that the the whole thing is based off a. TV series. I do, from the 60s. Yeah. And early 70s, I think. It went yeah, for yeah. a really went long time. for like time. eight or nine years yeah, or whatever yeah. it was. Um, the Peter Graves, I think his name was, uh-huh. yep. who was the original John Voight's character. Jim Phelps. Jim Phelps, that's the one. Um, he was going to come back for the Mission Impossible movie. Oh, and interesting. I, was, I can't remember whether he was going to play that role, so it was going to be a continuation, but he hated the idea of that character turning bad. A lot of people did, yeah. Yeah. Because he was the, like, he was the main man. He was he, the Ethan he was, Hunt. He was the M no. Yeah. Oh no, he wasn't, was he? He was no. the yeah. He was right. sort of the Ethan Hunt yeah. of the TV series. Yeah, uh, and he's the he's the that is the only original character I think that made it to the Ed, movies. That is correct. I saw the I saw a handful of Mission Impossible episodes as a kid. Oh yeah. So I didn't have a particular love for it, but I'm like, oh, this seems to be interesting. There's gadgets. <laughs> yeah. There's masks. There's masks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But yeah, like apparently, because that's something I'd never thought about that. There was apparently a big backlash from the f- of the first movie. Yeah, I can't remember like, of at all, fans yeah. of the original TV series yeah. who are like, "You can't make him the villain. You can't kill John Voight. You can't kill John Voight." Exactly. <laughs> Spoiler alert, by the way. For yeah. All these movies. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, we should do some kind of rating system for these. Okay. Actually, how about this? There's two questions I want answered. I'm ready for this. I what's, don't know which... what's the mission? Okay. Because a lot of them, it's like, what is? What are they doing? Like, there's a lot of that. <laughs> uh-huh. And the second question is, does he go rogue? Okay. And or the, who goes rogue? Who goes rogue, right. And there's... I'm, I'm going to say off the, off the bat that in this... Because we're doing this because next week uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation is coming out. Yeah. And in it, it seems like everybody thinks the IM team has gone rogue again. <laughs> and I feel there should be a scene in it where Ethan Hunt's just like, hey, remember the three other times you thought we went rogue? And then it turned out it was actually somebody else who went rogue? <laughs> 
and we copped the blame for them going rogue, but then it turned out we we did all the work yeah. and we fended off With you the- and the guys that had actually gone rogue, and then we proved that we hadn't gone rogue. It was the other guys who went rogue. Anyway, you remember that? Well, it's probably not us again. All right? I'd imagine every time the IMF agency is like, well, because they must be sick of, you know, sick of us by now attacking them. So maybe this time they've gone rogue for real. Oh, like, that's you know probably I mean? true, yeah. they're like, oh, we pushed them pretty far. To so. be fair, Jim Phelps in the first one did go rogue. Yes. Probably because he'd been pushed too far <laughs> by, a ser- by, the, by every event in the, the, the TV series or the, the, the government assuming he'd gone rogue. So exactly. eventually he did go rogue. He went, fuck it. All yeah. right, I will. <laughs> uh, okay, and we should also have a third rating, which is the Tom Cruise hair rating yes. for each movie. Do you want to do that at the end after we talk about each one or at the start? Uh, let's do it at the end. Okay, good call. Right, okay. Um, so what what the, what is the mission for this first one? In the first one... Because I rewatched it as, watched it as well, yeah. <laughs> I was like, In the first one, there's something called the knock list, right? It's the non-official cover list. Yes. So you've got... You've got people who were in the CIA, right? Uh, there's, yep. there's spies in the CIA, mm-hmm. and basically, if you're a spy in the CIA, you get captured by, say, the Soviet Union, yeah, who still exist. <sighs> no, nah, not really, but really. Uh, basically, you say, "Hey, I'm a spy for America," yeah, and then the government, the American government, goes, "Yeah, they are a spy," and then you just swap, yeah. Like if you've got a captured Russian spy, you switch, yep. But what what happens if you're are there no- masks involved? There are no masks involved. So that's the thing. Okay. That's the thing. You get you get prisoner exchange. Yep. You get off scot free, but yeah. you don't get to wear any masks. Knock free. Yeah, exactly. You get bloody <laughs> knock free. But if you're on the non official cover list, mm. you're like a, the IMF are like a they're sort of like a freelance team, yeah. really. So if they get caught. Mm. You just they just kill them. There's a lot of opportunities to go rogue there, isn't there? There's is a lot of opportunities because, as they say at the start of every Mission Impossible movie, if you're caught or killed, the secretary, yeah. who I assume is a government secretary, not just a secretary, yeah, will disavow all knowledge of your actions. Yeah. So basically, if they get caught, the government's like, we've never heard of them, and yeah. they get killed. Mm. So basically, the knock list, which is the list of all those unofficial agents. Mm gets into the hands of the bad guys, or half of it does anyway. Yeah. You need and the decoding part. You need the decode you need the other half of the list. You need the real names list. Yeah. And anyway, uh what happens is Yeah. Dang on. This is the thing. I think this movie I, I saw this literally like three I know, hours right? ago. It's good, but it's unnecessarily complicated. Right. Okay. Yeah. But that's um, here's the thing though, I think audiences have gotten dumber. Like I think I remember at I the time, yeah. I remember at the time going, "Oh yeah, this this makes a lot of sense. Yeah, this is good." But I now think I'm you like, can kind of, <laughs> I think you can kind of gloss over a lot of it. Though. Yeah, that's true. You can. Okay, so basically, the initial, the 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 first scene is a sting. Yeah. Like basically, uh, the the government mm. has determined that they know someone's they gone know, rogue. They know someone's gone rogue. They know it's a guy. They know somebody on the team has gone rogue. Yeah. Who and they're going to sell this knock list to Max. Mm. So basically, they've set up a they've set up a, a sting mm. to send all the team to retrieve this knock list, yeah, or the, to 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 get photographic proof of somebody stealing the knock list, yeah, and then they're going to catch who is who is on that bad guy's team, yeah, and then it turns out that everybody is killed except Ethan Hunt, so they're like, well, he's probably done it, yeah, you know, even though he <laughs> that's was. direct dialogue from the film, <laughs> he's, he's probably, probably done, done it. it. Though I think only in the end, only two of those team members ended up dying at the start. So Emilio Estevez, who's in it, which is great. Yeah, he's uncredited. An elevator. He's uncredited yeah, in yeah. that movie. He's, I think it's because he was in a Tom Cruise. Yeah, he was. Tom in, Cruise was in a movie. Tom Cruise was in Young Guns. There we go, and he's uncredited. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and so that's a. And um. No, no. Okay, so uh, Emilio Estevez is killed. Yep, elevated. Um, Kristen, Sto- Kristen yep. Scott Thomas's character is killed. Correct. She's stabbed. stabbed to death. Yep. Hannah is killed. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The third, the other the, lady, the other one, the other, <laughs> she's blown who up. Who looks a lot like Julia Stiles. Yeah, yeah, yep. And Jim Phelps and his wife fake yeah. their own death. Yeah, that's but right. But to what end? Mm. Criminalness, criminal criminalness, activity, criminal activity, going yeah. rogue, yeah, going rogue, <laughs> <laughs> going rogue. So it's not like a flat-out action movie, is it? Well, there's no gun. There's no gunfight. It's the that? only, yeah. yeah, it's the only Mission Impossible movie without a gunfight. There's they a lot really of there's pointing of guns. Oh boy, did they! <laughs> There's a lot of pointing of guns, but you know what? You don't. The movie's not poor for it. No, that's true. Yeah, like there's a lot of very tense action sequences. Mm. I think, oh, John, and Vought, one very silly action sequence at the end on the train, the helicopter. I think that's amazing. No, it is not. <laughs> it is garbage. You ever try and fly a helicopter down a tunnel? You'll crash straight away. Look, I can't say I have. So yeah. <laughs> can't See, speak to the. Yeah. I can't speak to the validity of that scene. Uh-huh. But I think that 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 action sequence. Sequence looks amazing for the time. Okay, fine. Because okay, that's all that's all blue screen. That right? Yeah. Obviously, they didn't really strap into a speeding train, which they uh-huh. would have done now. <laughs> yeah. Because this was that was in the era as well. You know the bit where Tom Cruise runs from the fish tank. Yes. That was the first kind of stunt they got him to doing it because the director was like, "That looks like shit when we use a stunt man. Right? Can you do it?" So there's a scene for anyone who hasn't seen it. But mm. if you haven't seen it, what are you doing listening to this? <laughs> but there's a scene where he, he's got the explosive red light, green red light, light green light, hostile lasagna. <laughs> so nineties. <90s. laughs> So Emilio Estevez to say hasta lasagna. Anyway, it, but it, it, you smoosh it together and you slap it on something and it blows up yeah. after five seconds and it's he a, blows up the fish tank to escape from his uh, his IMF handler. Yeah. Kind of guy. Who he probably could have just punched. Probably could have just <laughs> I mean, the whole him. restaurant was IMF, wasn't it? Or Mostly, whatever. yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, a few innocent bystanders. Probably. Yeah, but they can be attacked by fish. It's fine. <laughs> That is fine. So, yeah, so then he does his little... Like, I know people say Tom Cruise is amazing at running, and he is. Mm-hmm. He looks weird. <laughs> yeah, he does, yeah. <laughs> he looks weird. Mm. Um, what do you think of the heist part of it, though? Because there's that it, the most iconic moment, which is probably the worst part of the film also because it just got parodied for 20 years. Oh, I did too. Like, every MTV movie awards, <laughs> yeah, there exactly. was a Ben Stiller. Yeah, every leaping. Leslie Nielsen movie, yeah, yeah, every scary movie movie. Yeah, true. Well, boy, did it ever. Yeah. But it's, that's, an excellent, that's an excellent scene. I agree. Yeah. And yeah. It's, so basically, they, 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 so, that's, so then he goes <laughs> to steal the knock list for real yep. so that he can sell it to Max to root out the, the real the mole. The real mole. Yeah. Um, which, which is yeah, which is John Voight, and it's Bible verses, and I can't really remember. There is a scene. There's ah, uh, because uh, it was 1995, 96? six. Yeah. So, and so the internet was just a thing. Yeah. So what these, uh, what I did notice about these movies is they they are very keen on putting the latest piece of technology in sure. the movie. Mm. And in this case, it was the internet. So he goes to Usenet, <laughs> which was like pre pre internet like message boards. Sure. And he goes to like. He figures out that his com- Job is communicating to Max via Bible verse yeah. news groups, and he goes to like a, all these Bible news groups, which each enable you to make a post on each chapter and verse of the Bible. Oh, so he's got okay, yeah, yeah. yeah and that's so he right. goes to Job three fourteen. That's what that was because I was yeah. kind of doing it what like also editing at the same time. I got one eye on it. I'm like, what's this? I'm like, that oh, doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those weird contrivances where before anybody knew what the internet could do. Yeah. So somebody in the script department is just like, you could probably make posts on chapters and verses of the Bible on the internet. Why not? That's probably a thing that exists. Now it probably is a thing that exists. It's probably a Reddit thread for every chapter and verse on the Bible. I do not doubt that. Mm. Somebody send us that link. All of them. No, don't. 
Um, yeah, but the heist. Mm-hmm. So he basically has to steal the, the knock list for real. So he, yeah. he gets together a ragtag team. He's got Ving Rhames, who's yeah. great. He's the only one other than Tom Cruise is in every one of these movies. That's true. But he doesn't feature prominently in every one. Um, he takes the guy who's not Gerard, Jean Reno. I was going to sure. say Gerard Depardieu. Jean oh. Reno and he... Wow, this is a real Jose Ramos water situation. <laughs> it's Jean Reno. Jean Reno and they get... Um, and the, the bird, the wife, whose name I don't remember, the actress's name. I could look it up, but I'm not going to. Don't worry about it, man. Let's just call her Angelina Jolie Light. <laughs> okay, great. that's what she, she looks re- like. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, um, it's weird that John Voight is married to the mo- in the movie to a woman who looks like his daughter. <laughs> it's not that weird. It's a lot of people in Hollywood look kind of the same. Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. You're probably right. Yeah. But yeah, so he drops on the ceiling and he's on the bloody Mac or whatever and he's tapping away on the keys and there's sweat coming off the glasses and he's... Because the floor's pressurized, so we can't yep. let anything and it's, and touch it's, it. It's a sound, like it's sound, sound detecting chamber. Yeah, and it's a temperature de- detecting chamber. There's a dude who's like vomiting. Oh yeah, who's trying to come back into the room, but then yep. he keeps vomiting. It's a very tense scene. Yeah, and you know what? At the end, he knows that they came in. Yep, and because they accidentally dropped the knife. Uh-huh. Jean Reno drops a knife, and and then they escape, and he realizes somebody's downloaded the knock list. Yep, like he could have just probably come in quickly, downloaded that, and left. Like it, it didn't afford them that much time to escape. Right, what I'm so, saying, yeah. do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like they would have still been in the vents when when the, really the security point. was called and and whatever. They could have. They should have just invested in a really fast winch. Yeah, zip down, <laughs> tap it away, zip up again, zippity up. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that that is the or like a. Like some sort of, just zip down and put like a something that blocked the door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A like piece a, of wood. A piece of wood to block the door. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What a weird chamber. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But it looks great. Like it's a really yeah. cool mm-hmm. kind of aesthetic, and it's a, it's a very yeah. like I said, it's a very um, it's a very tense scene, and it's probably the highlight of the movie. Yeah. I yeah. guess. I mean, the train bit's great as well. Uh-huh. Why do you hate the train bit? Because it's weird and blue screeny. Yeah. I don't hate the train bit. I just hate the helicopter chase. Okay, sure. Because it looked, again, you can't fly a helicopter down a bloody. What about that sweet wind machine they got? They got a specialized wind machine oh, that yes. can blow 140 miles per hour. Right. Oh, that's pretty good. And so you can see the ripples in Tom Cruise's face or whatever. Because oh, sure. it looks. It looks like he's got. It looks like there's incredible speed on that train. Yeah, yeah. And with him hanging onto it, it, mm. it feel it very much feels that way. Did you like the way though Jim Phelps was mashed by the helicopter? Yeah, oh, he really gets mashed. <laughs> yeah, Great. I feel like there are a lot of great, like eighties, nineties villains' deaths, but we don't get that anymore. No, that's true. Yeah, mm. like you know, speed. Yeah, <laughs> bloody what's his name? We very rarely get people falling off a building now, like a like a like a very extended <laughs> shot of somebody, like a view from Hans the top Grubering. of the building. Hans Grubering, where yeah. somebody falls off a building. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, mm. I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah you remember, what's it? Dustin Hoffman, not Dustin Hoffman, <laughs> Dustin Diamond. No, <laughs> that's the Lou guy Diamond Phillips. Lou Diamond Phillips. What's his name? He's dead now. He's oh in bloody Easy Rider. Oh, Dennis. He's Hopper. in Waterworld. Dennis Hopper. Reeves, but he takes his head off on That's a speeding right, yeah. train. Yeah, yeah, Another yeah. speeding train yeah. moment, which is mm. fantastic. Oh, you know what I feel? Here's, here's where I feel it disappeared. In Blade, yeah. um, Blade pushes Donald Logue's face into the side of a train. Yeah. And because he's a vampire, regenerates. Yeah. And I think that's the turning point because people are like, well, you can't do that to a regular person now. You can only uh, do it to a vampire. Because if you okay. do it to a regular person, that's cruel. You know what <laughs> okay. I mean? I'm okay with it. Yeah, I know. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's brief. Yeah, yeah. So it's fine. Yeah. You know what? This movie is good. 
This, okay. <laughs> no, I haven't finished. All right. No, this. I feel you would like this this movie a lot because there's practical effects in it. Yeah, I do like there's that. There's a there's a scene right at the end where um, Tom Cruise takes off his yeah. Jim Phelps mask. Yeah, and that's a real mask. You know what? They yeah. say that it is. That, the the collar's big as well. You can notice it. I'm yeah. sort of making a video on. It. I don't know whether I'm going to put it out. <laughs> I don't know whether I'll finish it in time, but. It's so it's it's so dead on. Yes, I just I I can't I I there must be some CGI there. No, I don't think there is. They say that that was, but... that was pre CGI, and also you'll notice that it's a lot thicker than the regular. Yeah, yeah. Like in the other ones, there's like a quick cut. Yeah. And somebody pulls the mask off. Yeah. What I also enjoyed is that in the first Mission Impossible movie, um, Tom Cruise's Ethan Hunt exclusively disguises himself as people that look almost exactly like <laughs> Ethan Hunt. <laughs> yeah. Like he disguises himself as some sort of Kremlin officer right at the start, yeah. who is just a slightly wrinklier Tom, <laughs> Tom Cruise, Cruise with a mustache. And then in the in the first time they attempt to retrieve the knock list, he's like a southern senator who looks exactly like Tom Cruise, except <laughs> he's slightly wrinklier and has grey hair. And he's also on TV. Yeah. So does that mean that he's established himself over years as <laughs> No, that's the real guy. I don't know, man, because he looks exactly like That's Tom what I'm Cruise. saying. No, he looks... That's the real guy, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. There's Tom Cruise. Ethan Hunt only disguises himself as people that he looks almost exactly like. But in the rest of the movies, they're just like, eh. Just chuck on a Just chuck on a mask. mask. Yeah. Yeah, look, I do, I do love that Jim Phelps mask. I do, uh-huh. but I don't know. I just think there's something else there. I reckon there's a practical effect behind the scenes thing that we'll find, and you'll be pretty embarrassed. <laughs> Is it a classic movie, Mason? I reckon it really. I reckon it's super solid. I reckon it stands yeah. up on its own. I agree. Yeah, like even if they never did any sequels, mm-hmm. I reckon you'd be like, "Hey, remember that Tom Cruise movie, Mission Impossible? I haven't seen it in, tw- in ten years. Good oh, yeah, mar- it was pretty good. Good practical mask scene. Good practical mask scene. People <laughs> would remember that. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. No, it's great. I think mm-hmm. people should watch it. Yeah. Okay. So the questions were: We've, we've established the plot. He's to gone. Some degree. Okay. Who went rogue? Jim Phelps went rogue, and his and wife, Ethan Hunt. Oh, he did go rogue, didn't he? Yes, he did. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. good. All right, that's one black mark against Ethan Hunt, I guess. <laughs> um, what's the mission? Knocklist. We did that. Knocklist. We did that, yeah. Has his hair. Solid, solid, solid 90s hair. Solid 90s yeah. hair. It's a bit like it's a bit long on bit the front. Bit of a flat top. Yeah, it's a bit longer a little at the bit. front. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay if, with if that movie had come out like a year before, he would have had like the, the George Clooney, like the... The, the Roman <laughs> cut? You know, it was just it was the same. Didn't was, that come out after? Maybe, I don't know. Well, a couple of years either side, he would have had that weird, that weird bangs. The Kaiser Soze. The, the, the male bangs look with the, the Roman the Roman soldier look. You yeah. know what I mean? Who's yeah. the, who, who does Nicholas, the, the Caster Troy haircut? Yeah, exactly. The yeah. bloody... The Gallagher. The dumb and or dumber. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 good. It's a solid, solid movie. Yeah, and all those things we said are true. Yeah. Now let's go on to something that isn't a solid movie and is in fact a bad movie. Let's Mission get Impossible forward too. to the year two thousand. Yeah. Now I also should mention every. I remember reading. I couldn't remember where that the first Mission Impossible movie initially was going to have the original team getting killed off at the start. Oh, that would make a lot of sense. I don't remember whether that's true though or not. I remember right, okay. reading it. I don't know whether it's true. Mm. But they all hated it. They were, like, yeah, a few of them right. stormed off and like yeah, yeah. they were all kind of going to do it and then they were like, this isn't like the one we were in. But I mean, what are they? if they were in their prime in the late 60s, mm. they can't carry a franchise, no, surely. they certainly can't. Yeah. Though Tom it would Cruise have been is... a bloody love boat, the movie. <laughs> no, one's, no one's making that a franchise. I bet there will be. You don't be see bloody lot. Captain Stooping with a bomb in his head, do you? <laughs> you don't see Captain Stooping hanging on the side of a plane. 
Other things that happened. Other things, yeah. yeah. So Mission Impossible Two. You, I, I didn't watch this one this week. I you watched just this today, watched it like an hour ago. Yeah. What, 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 what is, what's, what is it? What's going on? It is the complete. You know what? It's weird if you watch them in sequence. Yeah. It's odd that in the in the Mission Impossible in the Mission Impossible timeline, mm. there's a brief period where Ethan Hunt's like. You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to fire two guns at once all the time and just flying spin kick people and just shoot at things till they explode. Yep. Like he completely abandoned. Like in the first one, he's all, he, you know, I, I know some martial arts or whatever. I'm a, I'm yeah. a special operative. He has restraint. He has restraint and he thinks things through. But in the second one, he's just like, I'm just going to spin around on a motorcycle and just shoot guns like all the time. Well, this is obviously the John Woo, Woo, Woo influence. This is, well, yeah. I did watch the 40 minute behind the scenes on this. Oh, yes. Because it was amazing. I had such yeah. a good time watching it. But a lot of it's just like, yeah, Tom Cruise is amazing. He's a great guy and whatever. And he's doing all his own stunts. It's And John Woo's like, yeah, look, I made the action sequences and then we wrote the story around it. Which you can is, tell. Which yeah. is very evident. They're not even that good. That's what I was going to say. They're not like they're they're so they're so non ultra non realistic yeah. that you there's no weight to them and because the story doesn't make any sense you're not invested in any of the characters uh-huh. nothing matters and it's kind of boring yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> is that because it, it's it's the kind of it's the case of like Ethan Hunt can do no wrong yeah like I I understand why they wanted to get John Woo for America yeah because if you watch some of these old ones if you watch The Killer yep. that's pretty amazing there's some other ones that are face really- off. It's a good one. The face-off is actually pretty good. Paycheck. No. But I think there's a certain point, and it is Mission Impossible 2, mm. where they're like, okay, what is John? what does John Woo do? Yeah. He does people shooting with two guns. Yeah. He does people spinning around, and the camera follows them, they spin around. He does he, doves. He does doves and fire. Yeah. He does, you know, all these, just these weird stunt things and whatever, and they're like, okay, just do those. Yeah. We don't want to see anything else. We don't want to see any nuance or anything. We just want... We just want this and we want... No, it's no good. Initial cut was three and a half hours and it was R-rated. A lot of blood and whatever. That would have been better. You know what? The one kind of scene that I'm impressed with, you know the bit where he's got the knife near his eye? Oh, yes. That's real. And that was decided at the last minute and they just tied a cable to to the knife and Uh had Doug Ray Scott like using all his weight. Oh, to push down on it. Wow. Yeah, so... That could have gone very south. Oh, yes. but, but but all the behind the scenes is just that. They're like, well, you know, we're going to get somebody else to do the rock climbing. And then Tom Cruise is like, I'll do the rock climbing. And Tom Cruise is the greatest man in Hollywood. It's like at the peak of Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. Is he crazy kind of fame? You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's yeah, just that, that yeah. just around before mm. he broke up with Nicole Kidman and all these yeah, kind yeah. of rumors started flying about or whatever. Uh-huh. What's the mission though? Uh, the mission is there's a, no, there's, no, there's a virus. Oh, it's a virus. There's a virus right. called Chimera, yeah. right? Yep. And there's a cure to the virus called Bellerophon, right? Yes. And basically, Tom Cruise's buddy, mm. who is um, Boris the Bullet Dodger from Snatch, I think. Okay. <laughs> he's the same actor. Yep. Okay. Anyway, he's a scientist and he's developed this. And basically, he's like, okay, I've got to get this virus to Ethan Hunt. Yeah. So he injects it into himself. Okay. And then he escapes, but he has to... You have to get, you have to be cured of it before twenty hours passes, otherwise you die. Mm. And then he he is he is recovered by what he thinks is Ethan Hunt, but it's actually Dugray Scott wearing yeah. an Ethan Hunt mask because he was the MIF guy. Yes, he was an IMF, IMF guy so. who doubled for. They say he, he he they say that twice he doubled for Ethan Hunt, but they never explain why. Uh, maybe it's, Why? Yeah. Maybe, it's well, maybe it's family functions that he didn't want to go to or something like that. I don't know. They're clearly not the same height. Either. No, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, and so that's why he's got all the Ethan Hunt masks. Yeah. Fair enough. And then basically, okay, so so it's Ethan Hunt's job to to assemble a ragtag team mm-hmm. of IMF agents and destroy the virus. Yeah. Because if the bad guy's only got the virus and not the cure. Mm. Now, if the bad guy's got the doesn't have the virus, he's only got the cure, then yeah. he's got nothing, right? Yeah. And the bad guy's scheme is to uh well there's two bad guys. Yeah. There's Tom Elliott? Is that the what's the British guy's name? He's a British bad guy. Oh um Doug Ray Do Gray Scott. No Do Gray Scott's mission Do Gray Scott wants <laughs> This is great listening. <laughs> Do Gray Scott wants to watch us unravel. Listen to us unravel the plot of Mission Impossible. 2. He wants thirty million dollars from the head of this bio company yeah. to purchase thirty million dollars worth of stock options <laughs> in that company, so that when they release the virus into the general population, yeah. everybody will have to go to that company for the cure, sure. and their stock options will be worth. Billions of dollars, and they'll get super rich. Brendan Gleeson's in it, isn't Brendan him? Gleeson is the okay. other bad guy. All That's right. the guy I'm thinking okay, of. Okay, there you go. Anyway, he's great. Yeah, so <laughs> not in this. Anyway, <laughs> which is weird because surely if you because they do they they get they rest the stock options out of Brendan Gleeson in this scene. Yeah. Look, anytime you, there's an action movie, there's stock options involved. You've got a bad movie. I'm, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, they're like, okay, now you Dark Knight at, at gunpoint, they're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it, at one point they're like, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna kill you unless you sign over. Let us buy these stock options." And yeah. he's like, "Oh, you'll never whatever." Surely they could just wait until his company is worth billions of dollars mm. and then get him at gunpoint again and take <laughs> billions of dollars from him. Well, yeah, that's, what's the difference? That, that, you're right. Yeah. It's the same. He should be. They should be like, "Give us the stock option," and be like, "No," and then be like, "Okay, we'll be back in a year." <laughs> it's much of a muchness, really. Isn't it, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, he has, to, he has to assemble a team, including Ving Rhames. Yes. Some guy, Australian, real Australian guy called Billy. Okay, right. Something. He's Is a, he a hacker? No, he's a helicopter pilot of sorts. Great. Good. And he's just a general guy. Mm. He's more. He's kind of the Simon Pegg character. Is he anybody that we would know? No, I th- he looks familiar, but I couldn't tell you who he is. Okay. I'll look it up later, but I won't. It's probably on Blue Hill. It's, it's probably been on Blue Hill. In fact, yeah. I am going to look it up. <laughs> Type in Billy, Mission Impossible, yep. Blue Healers, question mark. Okay. <laughs> well, look, you know what? And also Tandy Newton. Yeah, who's great, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, Who is Dugray Scott's former girlfriend in the movie. Yeah, and Dugray Scott tricks her at one point because he's wearing the Ethan Hunt mask. That's true, Can you yeah. explain to me the scene where Ethan Hunt puts the Ethan Hunt mask on Richard Roxburgh? Oh, that's right. Richard Roxburgh's in this movie. Which is actually a sweet scene. I forgot that Richard Roxburgh's in this movie. <laughs> he's the rake. He's Australian yeah, he's rake. he's Australia's rake. He's good. I should like him a lot. But how does he... It's a shame he's in so many garbage movies. <laughs> Van Helsing. Um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Yeah. It's a shame he's in so many weird <laughs> Victorian-era sci-fi bad movies, right? <laughs> But so in that scene, um, he's wearing Ethan Hunt's wearing a Richard Roxburgh mask, and yes. Richard Roxburgh is wearing an Ethan Hunt mask. Yes, and Ethan Hunt drags in what, what looks like himself, and Dugray yes. Scott shoots him. Yep. With those masks, can anybody put them on, or do they have to match your facial structure? Well, in the in the at the start of two, yeah, they're like, okay, well, Dugray Scott can double for Ethan Hunt yeah. because they've got a certain match. Sure. And apparently not, though. Apparently Richard Roxburgh and Ethan Hunt also have a match. <laughs> They've got the, the exact bone structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. did he... Where did he get the Ethan Hunt mask from? He did he bring it? And did he also bring a Richard Roxburgh mask? He also mask brought a Richard Roxburgh mask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look... This that, movie is just a cavalcade of people taking masks. It's just masks. mask on mask, mate. <laughs> yeah. 
Also, the thing about these you masks... You know, before I watched this, I distinctly remember a scene where somebody's wearing a mask, they take off the mask, and then they take off another mask. It's a, it's a third person. But that did not happen didn't in this happen. movie. It's just wishful thinking on my part that there's a three-mask scene. <laughs> I'm surprised there's no three masks in, in this movie. That is yep. that is amazing to me. The other, You know what the other thing that's wrong with this movie? He's invincible. Yes. Like, he's invincible and he's good at everything. Yeah, he can rock climb, he can spin around on a helicopter. Yeah. And that's and then a lot of a lot of what's good about four is that he makes a lot of mistakes and a lot of the tech is kind of breaking down. Yes, but exactly. this is just whatever. Everything's great. Everything's working. There's so many. There's about four or five scenes where he just shoots at something and it explodes. Yeah, yeah. He shoots a. There's a. There's a scene where. Uh, there's a scene where Tandy Newton's like they're they're trying to escape from this facility that has the biological weapon in it. Oh. And she's like, oh, you can only leave with only one of us can leave alive, can't they? And he's like. Yep, and then he just sh- he throws a bomb at a wall and he shoots the bomb and the wall explodes and he just he leaps out and he opens a parachute and he escapes. Where's she? She just stays there. <laughs> what what a part what part of that could she not just run with him, jump together, grab the legs, grab the legs? Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. And then he shoots like a. He's escaping from the the facility at the end and he shoots a, a barrel of hazardous waste, which then explodes. <laughs> Then there's a, there's a part there's the ch- there's the chase sequence where all the bad guys are driving mid nineties Ford Falcons, <laughs> yeah. which for America I don't think Americans have them. They have they have Ford. Sure, but, yeah. But we there's a specific car in Australia called the Ford Falcon. Everybody had one for a twenty years. Every period. suburb every suburban bogan in Australia had a Ford Falcon <laughs> in a weird shade of green <laughs> with the stripe, actually, like a real thin stripe down the side. Yeah, and they're the. Instead, like it, normally in these movies, like the the bad big guys aerial. Are, yeah, normally in, the, in these movies, the bad guys are driving Audis or Porsches or something like that. But clearly, in this, there weren't enough because this this one is filmed in Australia, and clearly yeah. there wasn't enough budget to you know, or there weren't enough Porsches around to just blow up. So they're just like, eh, just get some Falcons, it's fine, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. They're cheap. Yeah, <laughs> you can steal them anywhere. Oh man, um, oh, I can't remember what I was going to say. It's not fun. Oh, I guess it's fun. It's not fun. There's the Limp Biscuit song. Take a look around. I think that's... From you know what? Don't hate me, but I actually don't mind that song. Of course you I don't. Think it's got the good guitar riff. Like, it's not a good song. Sure. <laughs> Have you seen the film clip? Yeah. It's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Best hair, though, right? I don't know. I feel it's too much. Okay. Like, he, I feel... Four. Uh, look, You've changed uh, your tune on that hair, mate. It's pretty good, <laughs> but I feel it's too, like it's too floppity. Okay, sure. Like it's too, it's very much of its time, definitely. Sure. All the haircuts are very much of their time, yeah, yeah. let me tell you. Yeah. But, but Tom Cruise has the best, Tom Cruise is the man with the best hair of his era. He's got the most adaptable hair. He's got the most adaptable hair, exactly. <laughs> I remember when MI2 came out, I'm like, I'll grow hair like that. You can't just do it. No, you can't. It's you can't impossible. Just do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a real mission impossible. <laughs> In a way it is, isn't yeah. it? Uh, also, I should mention that Dougray Scott was. We've talked about this before, but he was going to play Wolverine. That's right. And the reason he didn't play Wolverine is because this movie ran long. Oof. So that cost him Ooh. dearly. Yeah, boy, did it ever. <laughs> but then again. I mean, I th- that's not to say he would have been Hugh Jackman and had Hugh Jackman's career. No, exactly. Like, Jackman has. Jackman is inherently more likable. Like, if, definitely. Imagine putting Dougray Scott in that Wolverine role. You'd be like, "Ooh, he's unpleasant." He's really charming, even though he's cutting a guy's head off or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know? you're right. Mm. The other thing is, Ian McCallum was supposed to play the Anthony Hopkins role, and he turned it down. Mm-hmm. And because of that, he was then able to go and make 
X-Men and Lord of the Rings. Wow. So another- This is a movie of missed opportunities for everyone but, but Tom Cruise, I guess. And Ian McCallum. He, yeah. ma- he, he bloody did it. Yeah, he made yeah. the right call. Yeah. I mean, Anthony Hopkins was in it, but that damaged him in no way. No, because he's in it for like 10 minutes. Yeah, and he's like, this is Mission Impossible. Yeah, like, I think he right. says that, doesn't he? He says it's not Mission Difficult, it's Mission Impossible. And then Ethan Hunt throws the sunglasses and they explode. Your timing's out slightly, but that is more or less what happens, yes. <laughs> it's sunglasses and then Anthony Hopkins. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, does he call him or does he appear? He, they, they have a scene in person. Great. Yeah. I'm sorry. You, okay. know what, you know the other thing about these action sequences? A lot of these action sequences are done in one continuous shot. You know the bit where he leaps off the motorcycle and they collide together? Boy, do I. That happened because John Woo wanted a joust. With yeah, motorcycles, did, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Those were his exact words. I've watched the behind the scenes. I know this. <laughs> that they did, they managed to do that in one shot, where the motorcycles are speeding and they're cabled up and they leap off and they crash together. Yeah. But it's cut in a way where it doesn't look like it's one shot. That's true. So it looks worse. Yeah. Like if if you can do that in one shot, leave it. Yeah. As one shot. Yep. Anyway. Uh, John Paulson, who plays uh, Billy. I don't know him. No, you don't, you don't have to. Best known as starring opposite Russell Crowe and Jack Thompson in The Sum of Us. Also, he is the founder of Tropfest. Is he? This is the short film uh, competition. Oh, that's good. The world's lightest short film festival. So he's done some good things. Yeah, I think it sounds like he was doing this as a lark, if anything. <laughs> so yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Great. Yeah. So, not, so there's nothing about this movie you like. No, don't even watch it as a joke. It's not... <laughs> Do Grey Scott's double denim suit. <laughs> what about it's, that? It's triple denim, actually, because I think it's, it's got three, a vest. It's a, I think it's a three piece. Yeah. <laughs> That's of the time. Yeah, boy, is it? Yeah. There you go. Ah, uh, yeah. Richard Rockford's South African accent. Mm hmm. You know what? I like the, the Metallica song from it. Like, I genuinely like that song. Take sure. a look around. No, not take a look around. I disappear. I disappear. <laughs> I know it's like late 90s Metallica or uh, early 2000s. Like, it's not like heyday Metallica. Right. But, like, it's it's. It's good enough. Sure. It's not St. Anger bad. I understand. No, it's certainly that movie, not. That film clip cost like $2 million. The one that they filmed on top of a mountain? Yeah. Isn't that what I Disappear? It's yeah. just them on top of a mountain. No, it's the, it, in I Disappear, a whole city explodes. Oh. Yeah. Two million bucks. How many, how many metal bands' entire careers could you film, fund with two, $2 million? It's a good question. Yeah. Well, there you go. That Even the Australian version of the soundtrack even had it's a powder figure song. Yeah. yeah, I think that's on the international one, though. Oh. I know they're definitely different, right, right. but I think the, the powder finger one sticks. And I remember hearing at the time. Actually, I remember I got up early to hear the new Powderfinger song from this. Yes. Which is, it's an okay song. Yeah. Um, and It's a bit dour for a Mission Impossible It is. Film, it doesn't yeah. fit. No, not at because all. Because it's not in the movie either. No, no. But I, I, I remember hearing that Tom Cruise liked this song and he picked it personally or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I remember in the time I'm like, bullshit. Uh-huh. Tom Cruise doesn't listen to music. <laughs> <laughs> he listens to space music and only space music. So let's skip forward. Oh, worst, I guess. It's not. So yeah, it's, well, it's, the worst, it. like, it's the worst movie ever. Um, we discuss, we determine the mission. Who went rogue? Uh, Just do Grey Scott. Yeah, Tom Cruise doesn't go doesn't rogue. Go I rogue think it might this. be the only one where he doesn't go rogue. Uh, no, he doesn't go rogue in... No, you're right. I am right. <laughs> you are right, yeah. <laughs> no, I was thinking of... No, he definitely does go rogue yeah. in all the others. All right, let's get forward to three. Wait, hair. Oh, no, we talked about the hair. I think it's his best hair. I, don't th- I think it's his... I think it's his third best hair. Wow. Yeah. What do you, what do you of put the four behind? we've seen. What do you put it behind? Uh, I put it behind three and four. I reckon four is his best hair. You go back and you watch. I look, I did watch it. Yeah. Hmm. I think 
Two is too costumey. It's costumey hair. Is it too feathery? It's feathery hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I, I agree to disagree, mate. That's what I'm saying. No. Okay, Mission Impossible Three. What if that was what tore this podcast apart? <laughs> <laughs> Mission Impossible Three. Yes. Uh, so this brackets is, are just Mission Impossible Three. Yes, that's right. So uh-huh. this is JJ um, Abrams' first feature film. Ooh. It's also the highest budget for a first-time director, $150 million. Wow. And Tom Cruise picked him personally. And I think, again, for this one, he tried to get the original director back and uh-huh. he tried to get him for two as well. And he was right. like, no, I'm done with this. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's um, it definitely revitalizes the franchise. Yes. Now, I only watched clips of this this week and I don't think you didn't watch this one. Didn't watch it at all. Have you seen it? <laughs> yeah, I liked it a lot. But yeah. It's a movie that I liked a lot but I've got no urge to revisit. Exactly. You know why? And I, but I think we might be for different reasons. Yeah. I don't like it because it's like it's got the sad subplot. Like it's got... not, well, a, not the, but, the sad wife subplot? Yeah, it's got... Because four's got that. Yeah, but no, but I this one it's at the forefront. Okay, like his wife's being held hostage. I don't yeah. like that. I don't like. I don't like these personal stakes in these spy movies necessarily. Fair enough. I just want him to go on a mission that may or may not be impossible, and then it turns out it was quite possible. <laughs> That's a reasonable request. Yeah, thank you. But you know what? I feel like with this one, it's not as memorable as the second one. But not in a bad way, right? Okay. Like it's 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 obviously a better film, yep. like in every way. Uh-huh. But there's not as much as that where you think about it and you go, oh yeah, that was pretty good. Like two, uh-huh. I just I just remember this was bad. This was, I could I could list like ten things. Oh, you know, actually, it was that I remembered. I may have noted. I forgot to note it down because I didn't note down anything. Mm. But in two, there are two completely bloodless, soundless neck snaps. <laughs> like there's there's a there's a scene right at the start where. The bad guys hijack the plane that the the uh, scientist is on, and they crash mm. into a mountain, and they kill like um, Dugray Scott as Ethan as Ethan Hunt, yeah. like kills the scientist, and he does it like he leans over and mm. he just sort of twirls the neck, and yeah. there's no noise, and the, the the scientist just falls down dead. Huh. Like there's no like you'd expect that. That's solid not fun snap. at all. Is no, it? it's no fun at all. It's completely unsatisfying. Yeah. You're like, did you just squeeze him until he fell asleep? <laughs> and there's another one later where. Ethan Hunt like drops down on a guy and like grabs his neck with the legs and he spins him round. Yeah, and it's clearly meant to be a neck break, but, but he you don't just hear kind of anything. Twirls him to sleep. He twirls him to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, Mission Impossible Three. What? Yeah. What I'm basically saying is two is more bad than three is good. Oh, I see. Does what that you're make sense? No, that's fair. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And three is solid. I remember seeing it at the time and going, "Wow, they actually did something with this." Because right. this also came out at the time where Viacom like. Like wiped their hands with Tom Cruise. They publicly right. came out and said he's a weird lunatic and, we, and uh-huh. he doesn't make us any money anymore. Yep. Get, which isn't. Well, he did make them a lot of money. Like that's that part's not true. Uh-huh. The other part is well, that's completely up. That's a completely personal opinion, yeah. isn't it? People <laughs> oh, yeah. who know him better than I do. Uh-huh. But it's what, okay. What's the story? He's. Do you remember? He's retired. He's retired and he's but he's a, he's semi-retired and he's just an IMF trainee. Yeah, he, he does all that. And Philip Seymour Hoffman. Who's the best villain, I think, in all of these movies? Yeah, fair enough. Um, He is... He's an arms dealer. Yep. And he wants certain weapons or whatever. And for whatever reason, I can't remember, he's... he's, (laughs) I should have probably watched this. He kidnaps (laughs) Ethan... Nah! (laughs) He kidnaps Ethan Hunt's wife. Look, it's a mark of a good movie if you can remember it having not seen it in several years. (laughs) So if we have a poor recollection of this movie, it's not our fault. It's the filmmaker's fault. (laughs) Fair point. Yeah. 
And this like introduced the idea of like the new kind of team. You know what it is? It's the Fast and Furious 4 of Mission Impossible movies. <laughs> Mission Impossible 3 is Fast and Furious 4 where it gets everybody else back and it finds its feet, yep. but it's not amazing. Yep. But it kind of sets the tone for the rest. Okay, yeah, good. Does that make sense? That does make sense. It's also, it made the least money of all of them, but I think that's two's fault, not this. Oh, absolutely, Because yeah. two, two made way more than one yep but two had like that had an amazing trailer and hair yeah and that built that built a solid audience yeah who would bitterly disappointed and then resolve to never see another mission exactly exactly yeah. so the, this movie not making as much money it made like a hundred million less than they wanted it right. to uh-huh. is is not for is not i feel mm. it's it's its own fault yeah, yeah. um there's a bomb in the head. That's pretty good, isn't it? Yep. There's so many bombs in heads. And when the bomb goes off, like the eyes, like go, like yeah, yeah. point out. There's, I remember. I recall there being a very solid action sequence at the start with Ethan Hunt and oh, um, the Felicity from Felicity. Felicity from Kerry Kerry Russell. Russell, that's her name. Yes. Yeah. From Felicity. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Who's the JJ Abrams favorite? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of kind of TV personalities and. Is Greg Grunberg in it? <laughs> Greg Grunberg. I'm fairly, I'm fairly certain he is. I can't right. remember at what point, uh-huh. but yeah. There's also a scene... Maybe he gets the coveted, hey, asshole, roll. <laughs> where you bump him in the street and he's like, hey, asshole. You know what? There's a couple of really good standout action sequences, though. There's a bit where Tom Cruise is on the bridge and a missile hits the car and he yeah. gets flung into the side of that's a van right, or yeah. another car. Yeah, yeah, And And that's great. And yeah. they really threw him what into is that the, car. Yeah, he would have demanded it. <laughs> Throw me harder into the car. What is the... What is the the infiltration scene. Is there one in Mission Impossible 3? There is, but I don't remember what it is. Okay, exactly. great. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, you know what? They they grab Philip Seymour Hoffman in the toilet and they copy his face. And oh, yeah, that's right. That? Yeah. I don't know. There's uh-huh. that part, which is, yep. which is pretty good. And there's also a bit, the cold opening of the film is they shoot Tom Cruise's wife and it turns out to be one of Philip Seymour Hoffman's henchmen wearing a Tom Cruise's wife face. Sure. <laughs> so, a lady henchman or a man henchman? A lady henchman. Which is, <laughs> that would have been amazing. That feels a bit of a bit contrived insofar as there were no there are no lady henchmen okay. in the previous two Mission Impossible movies. Oh. And then all of a sudden they're like, Well, we're getting lady henchmen and then one of them just happens to be wearing Tom Cruise's wife's mask. Do you think Tom Cruise would be good enough to spot those masks? Tom Cruise the actor? Certainly, but more so the character of Ethan Hunt. Like, because your face is probably raised to like, what, half an inch, quarter of an inch? Right. So do you think he'd be like... On his wife, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was in. He was distressed. Plus, there'd be the cutouts around around the eyes, <laughs> Batman <laughs> mask style, you know, where they've just filled it in with weird coloured makeup. So if you look at it for more than ten seconds, you're like, he's got weird mascara around his eyes. There's also the sequence where Tom Cruise runs for like thirty seconds straight. And he runs through like I, can't, I think it's Singapore, some Singapore. Sure, I don't know. And the cam- Singapore from all of sea Singapore. to shining sea. <laughs> and it, the camera just stays on him, and he goes through crowds and 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 whatever. And yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty sweet. It's uh-huh. not an action sequence so much as a running. A pretty sequence. good, yeah, pretty good long mm. shot of. They're after the rabbit's foot, right? That's the, yes. What's that? I don't Explain know, it. I reckon it's probably a decoder. Yeah, sure. guess. that'll do. Yeah. <laughs> There's also a bit, though... Just this mysterious object, which is classic bloody J.J. Abrams. A mysterious <laughs> thing, we don't know what it does. It may you know as well I mean? be a box with a question that's mark bloody, on that's, it. That was every episode of Alias. <laughs> okay, yeah. we got to retrieve this Grimaldi artifact. <laughs> Grimaldi? Migraldi. It doesn't matter. But that's, that was every episode. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, that's why Tom Cruise picked J.J. Abrams, because he, he saw Alias, and he's like, Alias is a good show. Let's get that guy and whatever. And, yeah. And that's what happened. It was a good show. But it was one of those shows that spiraled into nonsense, like like Lost, like Lost, another JJ yeah. show. <laughs> but 
But it's like one of those ones where if you look at the character timelines, you go, oh, everybody in this show has died and come back to life and oh, okay. and has 10 different alternate identities. Greg Grunberg? Grunberg. Is he in it much? Can't remember. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. There's also a scene in it which is identical to a scene that happens in Lost. And this movie came out after this scene happened in Lost. Okay. Where somebody dies and they resuscitate him, but it's a really long, drawn-out resuscitation scene. Yep. And you think it's not going to work, and then they pop back up. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, it's identical. It's uh-huh. the same scene. Except for this one, because Tom Cruise has a bomb in his head because they shoot a bomb up his nose. That's right. <laughs> and so then his wife... Electrocutes him, right? Yeah, like zaps his head with um, those heart... Defibrillator. Defibrillator. Yeah. Which actually don't work... That's not the way they work. Yeah. The way they're designed is they'll only go off if the person has an irregular heartbeat or no heartbeat. So if it doesn't detect that yeah. in your head, it yeah. won't work. <laughs> it won't work. Right. So I guess... We've discussed that on this show before, I think. I'm sure There we seems have. to be a lot of scenes in movies where they need to defibrillate somebody and then it doesn't work for a while, then it does. Did it happen in... It happened in San Andreas, right? Yes, yeah. on the boat. Yeah. yeah. What 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 they are now? It's literally you don't have to touch someone. You put them on the chest and you stand back because huh. you don't want to have your hands on that person when no, that goes. You'll off. be electrocuted. And the idea as well, they don't restart your heart. They stop your heart yeah. if it's murmuring, yeah. and then it just kicks it back yeah. into gear. It's it's Motley Crue that'll kickstart your heart. <laughs> but they're not oh, always available. Yeah. That's right. Imagine what they could have done with two million dollars. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's fine. Coke. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Just a two-minute transaction and $2 million worth of Coke. Uh, so, yeah, it's fine. I, I wouldn't say I highly recommend it, but mm. it's it gets the series back on track. Yeah, okay. Mm. Who went rogue in it? Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise Because Billy Crudup, yeah. who's actually the bad guy, yeah, thinks that right. Tom Cruise has gone rogue <laughs> and then releases Tom Cruise, who actually then goes rogue. Mm. But then it turns out Billy Crudup has also gone rogue. Yeah. And all the villains in Mission Impossible are former agents who have gone rogue. Maybe they should shut down the IMF as a whole. Because yeah, exactly. there's a lot of... But then everybody, Which is the story for five. five. But then everybody would go rogue, wouldn't Yeah, because you're just releasing rogue agents like, into well, the well, what else universe. am I going to do besides go rogue? <laughs> I mean, I've got all these skills that are only either for not going rogue or going rogue. So And I can't... My option can, for not going rogue... That's, that's gone. <laughs> it's gone forever. You did uh, this, IMF. Yeah, exactly. You did this, whoever is running the IMF, this movie. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, yeah, because he was... Was he in three? Okay. I think it's a different head every time. It is a different head every in time. In four, it's the British guy who's not British in it, Tom something. Kavanagh. Yeah, Tom Kavanagh. That's good enough. <laughs> He's in the Full Monty. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, it's Brendan Gleeson. But then he gets shot in the head like immediately. That's right, yeah. Yeah. So, look, yeah, Mission Impossible 4, the latest one that is out yep. that, is, that you can actually watch... And it's probably the best. It is one. definitely the best. Look, I like the first one a lot yeah. because it has that very old school, slow paced charm to it. Sure, like it, it. For me, it's a rare movie. Like that, waiting for a bus. <laughs> exactly. It's like waiting for your death. But it's it's a rare movie for me that is from pre ninety nine. Before the Matrix. Before the Matrix. <laughs> that has a slow pace that I'm a lot like, oh, why did they? Why like? It is rare that the, there's no gaps that you desperately want them to just fill in with action and not just have people just walking slowly to a telephone to get the call or whatever. Like, it, it's kind of slow and it's got a slow build, but there's no gaps in it. Because you found that with Jurassic Park, didn't you, going back to that? Yes. You're like, there's a lot of downtime in that oh, movie. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. 
So, sure. What's the mission in Mission Impossible for Ghost Protocol? Ghost Protocol. Well, everybody's on a ghost protocol. Very much so. They go rogue, obviously. Oh, everybody goes rogue in this one. <laughs> so, basically, what is it? There's Look, I watched the first 10 minutes before this. I watched it today or yesterday. <laughs> what happens in it? Okay, so the Kremlin explodes because there's a guy who wants to. There's a guy who wants to ignore that Kremlin thing. That does happen, but that doesn't help the plot. Yeah. There's a guy who basically wants to start nuclear war to kind of refresh the earth and start from scratch. He's like a a big call for a Mission Impossible movie. Absolutely, it's a list. Yeah. Foot. Because the new one's also a list. Yeah. Like Rogue Agent, Rogue Nation is a list. Yeah. yeah. Um. So and it's basically about Tom Cruise trying to stop him from doing that with his with his crew. Yeah, but yeah. in the process, that guy bro- blows up the. Oh, Kremlin. what did we think of um, Mission Impossible Three here? Ah, uh, it's back to basics. Yeah, it's basic. It's slightly longer. It's meat and potatoes. It's hair. Meat and potatoes hair, isn't it? But pretty good at the time. Also, I forgot to mention in two the. Um, <laughs> we're going back there. We're we? going back to two just because I just remember. This is why I'm saying two is more memorable than three. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, two the the piece of equipment is the digital camera. Digital cameras, which like it was two oh, thousand, okay. and they were just banging on about digital cameras the yeah. whole movie. Like the whole, there's a, there's, there's some, there's evidence that this the scientist was killed with this virus on this digital camera, and people just keep going back, and people, <laughs> people are putting, people are putting bloody memory cards in a digital, like giant memory, like credit card size memory cards <laughs> in a digital cameras, and these postage stamp sized screens on them, and people are like, whoa. People's minds would have been blown in that mo- in the movie. You know what's ridiculous about that? Because the previous movie from four years earlier yeah. had like you wear a pair of glasses that look like glasses that give you crisp like streaming footage to yeah. like a watch yeah. or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But I guess because it's an actual real thing you can yeah. buy, they really. But again, in the first movie, the internet. Yeah. That was the anyway, sorry, Mission Impossible <laughs> Four. Fine. So somebody wants to start a nuclear war. Yeah, and, and Ethan Hunt has to stop that from happening. Does he do it with a ragtag team? Yeah, he does. Great. But you know what? I'll say this. When it when this started, I was like, this is not gonna be good. Right. Because there's a scene where Ethan Hunt is sitting in a Russian prison cell and he has a rock. Yep. It's just a rock. Uh-huh. And he's throwing it and it's hitting like the window of the cell and then like the bar and then he catches it. And he's doing that like it's a fucking baseball. Right. Like <laughs> So uh, it's one of those things where it's this two again where he's just good at everything right, for no okay, reason. Yeah. But that's like the only kind of thing in it where you're like... Then you realise he's been in there for three months. Yeah, but whatever. even then, you cannot... That's not possible. Rocks are very spongy in Eastern Europe. I don't know if you know that. I've never been. They're Actually, a bit, they're bit, get a bit of, They've got a bit of spring to it. You know that. I didn't touch the rocks. Oh, well, <laughs> you missed out, mate. You know what? You're right. I guess if you're there for three months, you'd be pretty good but at it. That's literally all you have to do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times would he thrown it and then he had to get up? And yeah, that's up? right. I'm saying a lot. Yeah. So in that way, I was like, oh, I don't know about also, this. Also, if anybody can bounce a rock off a thing, it's Tom Cruise. Yeah, you're like, right. Like he'll devote himself to that. <laughs> Do you think it has the best action sequences? Sequence. There you go. There's what? Like, there's, there's probably one standout one. Uh, no, there's, well, there's the... There's a heist. There's a heist, which mm. I enjoy a lot. It's a sweet heist. There's, a, there's some sweet hand-to-hand in the, in the building in Dubai, wherever yep. they are. That's yep. pretty good, you know? Yep. All right, yep. I reckon best action sequences. They're not ridiculously overblown yeah. like in two mm. and they exist unlike in one <laughs> sure so obviously the the big draw cover of this movie is they went to the tallest building in the world and Tom Cruise like swung around outside it <laughs> he sure did and you know and you can tell because when you watch it it's mm. it, there's, it's obviously not green screen at green screen it looks incredible yeah. and look all of that he was cabled up like he didn't really climb oh. up the side of it with yeah. sticky gloves uh-huh. 
but it is really out there. They're and malfunctioning sticky gloves. That's it. And that's and that's the thing. And that's what makes this movie more exciting than a lot of the other ones mm-hmm. is because nothing is working. Right. Like it, it even starts off at the start, like he goes to a payphone that has a iPad in it or something. That's right, yeah. And then it and then it goes to It goes to self destruct like all it, the stuff does yeah. in Mission Impossible movies and it just doesn't and it work. It doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, Mission Impossible Four also brings back the title sequence where you see The Fuse. Cl- you see no well you see the few you see that in all of that, but you see clips from the movie. Yeah. In the movie which happens in the first one. Yeah. Not two or three. And then the fourth then it comes back. Isn't that odd? It is odd, yeah. That like Mm. It gives away tiny. It's that's very TV. Yeah, that's you watch a movie and you watch a TV and you watch a TV. I watch a TV. You watch the TV show and they'll show clips from you know episodes and they just they built that into the first movie for some yeah, reason. Yeah. Like you can sort of figure out who the bad guy is. Yeah, if you watch just the opening sequence and but you're I, really paying attention. But I feel like that's also the problem with this movie. The bad guy isn't clearly defined. Mm. Like, and there's a bit where you know he chases a guy through the sandstorm. Yes, and it's the bad guy's henchman. And then he takes off his mask and it turns out to just be the bad guy. Yeah. But like, why? Right. They, did they just want to have a working mask in it? Yeah. Because they hadn't really had a mask. Because there's no mask. Nobody wears a mask in it in the team. They yeah. go to make a mask. And then it malfunctions, To do right? it, yeah. And they can't. So they have to do it with their real faces. Yeah. And Jeremy Renner's taking photos of a nuclear launch code oh, or something yeah. with an eye. Mm. You know. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Doesn't, yeah. Well, um, there's a bit in the, you know, the there's actually there's the heist where they have to steal a something thing is is decent. Jeremy Renner does the Mission Impossible. He does the Mission Impossible uh, hanging from the ceiling dive thing, thing, except, except with a magnetic magnets. mesh suit. Yeah, yeah. But the sequence at the end is also pretty good, where they're in the car park and Tom oh, yes. Cruise is trying to get the briefcase and, and uh. whatever, and he's fighting that. 55 year old man, <laughs> whatever. But Tom Cruise is pretty old now, I guess. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. There's little things in that where I'm just like, Tom Cruise is amazing, like genuinely amazing. Uh-huh. There's a bit where before that car park scene, he's just running down the street and he just leaps a car. Like yeah, yeah. He, he leaps, slides across the top and it's like a van. Like it's uh-huh, like, yeah. And he just keeps going. Right, right. That dude would have been close to 50 when he did that. And yeah. I'm just watching that going, I would break every bone in my yeah, body yeah. if I attempted like attempted to do that. Like that is incredible. I see you break bones, just get into a car. It's <laughs> <Exactly. just> regular. <laughs> So that's like he's he is amazing. Yeah. Like despite his you know mm-hmm. whatever you think of him personally, mm. what do you think of him personally? I think he's great. <laughs> and that's the thing. A lot of the behind the scenes things for these movies, they just are. Tom Cruise is so great, <laughs> and he's just kind of in the background, like waving. And every time he laughs, though, he's kind of <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's really. It, it, it seems like he's a. It's like. He's a person pretending to be a real person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fair. I told you how Christian Bale modelled American Psycho of Tom Cruise. Makes a lot of sense, Did yeah. you know about that? I didn't know that, but if you read the book, and I mm. don't recommend it because it's not very good. <laughs> in your face. In your book. face, Brett A. Snellis. Uh It's... Like, I get, I understand. If, if you've never read the book, it's basically... A, a, a series of incredibly boring sequences of man going about his like of a rich guy going about his daily life interesting and like choosing his clothes and like being a businessman mm. and then an incredibly graphic murder scene <laughs> and then it just repeats and like that is the point of the book yeah like the idea being that he in American Psycho he's either he's either a real serial killer mm. and nobody notices because it's the 80s and everybody's so self-involved yeah or He's just—it's all in his head, and he's mm. mentally ill, and yeah. nobody notices because everybody's so self-involved. Like that's yeah. the entire premise. Yeah. But the movie, the the book itself is not very good. The movie's better. 
But I was going to say, the reason you brought that up is because there's a sequence in the book where it turns out that Tom Cruise lives in the same apartment building as the as the main <laughs> character because that is the that is the apparently the number one defense in libel like if if you've okay. based if you've based a character on say a famous actor yeah and that the character you've created is a really bad guy yeah then what you do is you have a scene where they meet that ca- they meet the actor then you can be uh, like, well, obviously this isn't Tom Cruise because he's just met Tom Cruise. <laughs> so, you know. There you go. Yeah. The, the, the thing that I heard Christian Bale say was he saw an interview with him and Tom Cruise is all jovial and laughing and having a good time. But there's just you nothing. Just look at his eyes. There's yeah. nothing behind his eyes. Uh-huh. So is Tom Cruise a, a psychopath pretending to be a real person? Impossible to say. <laughs> sure. Yep, it's a great movie. What's his hair like? Who goes rogue? All the things. All the things. Uh, everybody goes rogue, right? Everybody goes rogue. Everybody's rogue in that movie, yeah. Mm, it really establishes the team, except every movie they swap out the girl. Yeah, they do, don't they? It's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That's disappointing. They've got a weird, like, there's a, some weird attitudes towards women in these movies. Mm, sure. Two especially. <laughs> yes. Two because they're like, yeah, no, it's no good. Though Michelle Monaghan does a, does reappear in four. That's true. Yeah. At the end, so his wife's not really dead, and yeah, but she thinks he's dead. No, because she sees him, and that's right. And she's yeah. like, "Hello," and he's oh, like, yeah. "I'm yeah, Tom okay, Cruise." Right. I mean, I'm Ethan Hunt. <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing a Tom Cruise mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You were probably one of my potential wives. Well, that's yeah. That, see, mm, yeah, okay. I think she was on the list. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she was. Yeah. Where did you? So that list got leaked. Do you want to explain that? I don't think it got leaked. I not, think that's just. You think it's a made-up thing? Maybe. Supposedly, no, I'm not, I'm not even going to bring it up. <laughs> you do some research. Everybody just look up Tom Cruise wives list. <laughs> okay. There's also a Scarlett I don't want to get put on a list. There's also a Scarlett Johansson story, which may or may not be true about, because she was signed up for one of the Mission Impossible movies. Oh, yes. And there was some, apparently some Scientology stuff happened, and she was like, I don't like any of this. Oh, okay, right. And she backed out. Let's it, talk it's about all rumors and whatever. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, so everybody goes rogue. Uh... Why am I so afraid of Tom Cruise? I don't know. His hair's great, though. <laughs> yeah. Let's get back on track. Yeah, yeah, it is. So you think it's his best hair? I think so. Some of the best gadgets as well. Agreed. This is where this is where the the Mission Impossible movies surpassed real life. I yeah, think. yeah, definitely. Because we had that we, we had that holographic hallway hallway thing. system. That's great, that was great. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was it's good. Really good. Yeah, and also it malfunctioned. Yeah, so that's that's fun. Well, it didn't actually, did it? Because there was just more people. Yeah, there was more. There was more. Person. It only worked with one guard and then two guards show up. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Mm. Mm. You know, that's even cool that they bothered to even make, say that that only specifically does that. Like, that's yeah, yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, totally. God, they measured it right, too, because it hit that <laughs> yeah. it fit that corridor exactly. Oh, yeah. Great. It's all good. Anyway, I think it's time to move off this until next week where we come back to it. Oh, yeah, sure. Excited for Rogue Nation? Yes, very apparently much it's very, so, yeah. Apparently it's very good. The mm. early word is it's pretty solid. So. Yeah, yeah. Are you looking forward to Tom Cruise being strapped to a plane? And Yes. I'm looking forward to a motorcycle chase that actually looks good. <laughs> sure. That's great, yeah. You know what? He wears a Hawaiian shirt in that. I saw that. Long sleeve Hawaiian shirt. Do you think Do you think that's what a person who's 50, early 50s thinks is a cool shirt? Do you think that's what that is? Or do you think he's gone rogue so he's just wearing No, I think he's gone rogue. I think that's what, I think that's what a person that age mm. in whatever disguise he's in would be wearing okay sure yeah. uh-huh. okay yeah is he supposed to be as old as he is that is a really good question i reckon he's supposed to be like 35 for this whole thing yeah 
for every movie. He's supposed to be 35. I feel like he could be 25. I think he's early 30s in the first one. I feel right. like he could be 25 uh-huh. in the first one. So maybe he's 40, mid 40s okay. in, the, in the latest. All right. Okay. But yeah. Anyway, there you go. You know what it's time for now. What's it time for? What are we reading? Oh, what are we going to read? I'm doing the theme. What are we reading today? I did put the theme song in. Great. I remember. Fantastic. Uh, what are you well, reading? you'd know. I didn't even put in a what we're reading this week. Oh, I can still say something. What do you got? Oh, well, I'm going to read. What I'm going to read is because last week we mentioned, or maybe the week before we mentioned Archie versus Predator. You did mention that. Last this, week this... you mentioned Lando, the comic. I did mention Lando, the comic. Yeah, which was good. I enjoyed it a lot, oh, cool, good. Um, This week, uh, will we see the debut of Archie versus Sharknado? Oh, God. They're going mad at Archie Comics. I don't understand what's <laughs> happening to them, but I love it. People have uh, written a few times saying, would we do like a Sharknado kind of episode? Uh, I don't want to. No, neither do I. There's I don't want to watch them. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah I don't want to watch them. Yeah. I, like, I don't think you can intentionally make a B movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're kind of in on the joke. So it, like The Room, which I haven't seen, is, a, is, is the way it is because... When they made that, they weren't intending to make it like that. Yeah, yeah, like yeah it's totally. supposed to be a serious study of human, whatever, yeah. <laughs> and it's nonsense. Yeah, but, so, I, but yeah, you can't manufacture that. No, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, Archie Comics clearly is is there's clearly like there's two departments in Archie, and one is one is just like, hey, just have Archie in high school, and he's all the yeah. fun stuff is happening, and oh, teen problems or whatever. And the other is like, what if Archie was killed and resurrected as a cyborg or whatever? You know, there's a, there's there's just the other department. It's two camps. Just, yeah, exactly. So I'm kind of one of them that. has gone rogue. It one seems. of them's definitely gone rogue. <laughs> yeah, because there's afterlife with Archie. There was, yep, yep. Then there's there was one like there were two alternate realities where he married Betty or Veronica, yeah. and they both turned to hell for some reason. <laughs> I don't know what's and, and then. I think he was assassinated at one point. God, okay. Anyway, yeah, I would like to... These are all Elseworld stories, obviously. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. That's uh, But to uh, counteract that, I'm actually also going to read uh, a comic book. I think it's an indie comic book. It's called Wolf. Okay. It's called Wolf by Lee Lof- uh, Alex- Alice Cott and Lee Loffridge. Sure. Uh, and it's sort of, it's, it appears to be sort of a, a film noir kind of supernatural kind of thing it's like it's like your LA it's like LA Confidential mm-hmm. crossed with I don't know it's black and white no it's in, it's in colour oh it's, boy it's not like LA Confidential it's a night. <laughs> yeah alright <laughs> anyway it's a okay. yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of like LA, LA Confidential meets something Neil Gaiman maybe kind okay. of thing is and it is yeah. it spelt like wolf like the regular way of spelling wolf it's spelt like wolf W-L-F O-L-F but the character's name is Antoine Wolf with W-L-F-O-L-F W-O-L-F <laughs> Okay. Look, I can't spell words. Anyway, um, well, it's good. Um, Great, I'll check that out. Yeah. Um, blah, blah, blah. Hardboiled paranormal detective with a death wish. Sounds good, right? Yeah. Sudden responsibility for an orphan teenage girl who might be the key to the impending apocalypse. Plus, it's LA Confidential. <laughs> How about that? Because it's that? in black and white. Yeah, because yeah. it's not in black and white, though. It's in color. Oh, okay. Yeah. You just, I just thought, because, you know. Oh, totally, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Ahead. Well, look, I'm, I'm I'm reading Sweet Tooth again, which I think I've talked about before. You have, yeah. I don't want to get into it, but it's great. If you uh-huh. haven't read Sweet Tooth, it's super cool. It's kind of like The Walking Dead meets a boy with deer antlers. Oh, sure. That's so, right, yeah. yeah if you yeah. like any of those things. Oh, boy. And, of course, we're going to see Mission Impossible this yes. week, which uh, I'm genuinely I have another for. one. Um, oh, uh, speaking of, because we were talking about Scientology, uh, I finished watching BoJack Horseman. Uh, the second season, oh, yeah. uh, it's really good. I'm enjoying it. I mentioned it last week, I think maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there is an episode where Todd, who's uh, Bojack's best friend, mm. joins uh, uh, a cult-like 
improv group that is definitely not Scientology. <laughs> no, sir, it is not. Do they even say this is not Scientology? They do, yeah. <laughs> in fact, he, in fact, Tom Cruise apartment style, he has the opportunity to join Scientology, but then he goes one office over and there's an improv. Ah, yeah, so there you go. It's pretty good. Pretty oh, good. also, I forgot to mention this. Last week, I was on an episode of Pop Quiz Hotshot, which is a oh, yeah, I podcast about... It's a, uh, it's a pop culture quiz show. Hotshot. Hotshot, precisely. Yeah. Uh, and it was, uh, it's like, it was like an MCU Marvel special yeah, yeah. to coincide with the release of Ant-Man, which was last week. And you were bloody up against it, weren't you? I was bloody Your up against, against the wall. Backwards against the wall. Because I don't, again, as I mentioned on the show, uh, I'm not competitive at all and I don't know anything. <laughs> and it's me versus... Uh, it's a great way to go through life. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? It's pretty good. You want at least one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hosted by my friend Michael, uh, who's a comedian, and I, it was me versus his wife, Sarah, and uh, award-winning comedian Simon Keck. So Ooh. you should check that out because it's good fun. I will check that yeah. out. Pop Quiz Hotshot. Yeah. Does it say Nicholas Mason in the title? It might say Nick Mason. In the Mason, title. I don't know. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. I listened to your Duck Blur episode. Of, oh, yeah, had that go. Um, it was great. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. On It's a Duck Blur. Um, I've got a, a letter here from Rob. He says, hey, Nick and James, as a fellow Aussie, I wanted to point out an Australian movie I watched called Kill Me Three Times. I know what you're going to say. And yes, most Australian television slash movies are garbage. But, <laughs> but this one is pretty great. It's all star Simon Pegg, uh, Alice Braga, the sniper chick from Predators. And uh, I probably said and that. And also name, the right? Borg Queen? No. No. It's not a chicken predators, isn't the board queen? Okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah. And the other, other Hemsworth. <laughs> oh, sure. If you like bumbling idiots. Chad Hemsworth. Exactly. If you like, like bumbling idiots trying to kill each other, I think you'll love it. So watch it. Or don't. I can't really make you. Keep up the good good or terrible stuff. Thanks for the laughs, Rob. Yeah, I saw the trailer for that. It actually does look like a lot of fun. I've heard of it. And yeah, it looks, looks good. Yeah. And it's Australian, which is... I feel like the only way I'll watch an Australian movie, like a movie like that, is that they have to get somebody international in it. Oh, sure, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll watch it because Ethan Hawke's in it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like that, that Australian vampire movie that has... Daybreakers. Daybreakers. That has Ethan Hawke in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's also... This, those guys also did a time travel one with Ethan Hawke recently, which is apparently okay. Okay. what it's called. But, yeah. Did you see... Daybreakers 2, this time we do time travel. <laughs> exactly. Great. Daybreakers is fine. All right, should we get into the letters for this week? Yes. Well, before we do, Mason, you got a ton of letters uh, theme songs this week. I did. So uh, every week you refuse to edit in a letters theme? Correct. So I request that the listeners send one in by means of recording it and putting it on YouTube YouTube and then tweeting me the link at Wikipedia Brown. Yes. Let me see if I can find one. (laughs) So he's going to pick one at random? No, I'm going to... Hang on. It's whichever one I can find first. (laughs) Sure. Hang on. You can edit this out. Now, you, you, you requested a specific thing last week. You said... I said tiny instruments, yeah, if you could. But you'll take whatever, if it's good, right? Yeah, totally. Uh, wait, hang on. I do have a tiny instruments one here. I've got to find it. So this is from Chris Assemelbeck. Good work, Chris. A letters theme song, Ant-Man edition. Hope you enjoy. Here we go. So... It's pretty good so far. <laughs> That's pretty great. Pretty great, right? I like Thanks, that Chris. A lot. That's his real voice. Yeah, it's his real voice. It's Good kind thing. of sad in a way, but at least he's <laughs> at least. finally found some use for it. <laughs> there we go. Okay, um, this is from Sean. 
Uh, so my fiance and I and one of her friends recently started uh, Marvel Movie Monday, where after work we watch one of the MCU films. I consider this a giant victory for our relationship, as this is the same person who has not seen Lord of the Rings or the Star Wars trilogies, or even Jurassic Park, and feels that is, is an acceptable way to live one's life. <laughs> so the first one that we watched was Captain America the First Avenger this past Monday. They've oh, already, yes. They've already seen the Iron Man films. And during the scene where he crashes the hydroplane into, into the ice, my fiancé screams, so that's why they call him the Winter Soldier after he gets out of the ice cube. Of course, after screaming, no, you idiot, three things came to mind. One, one our marriage is doomed. <laughs> Uh, one, the nickname uh, does kind of make sense for Steve Rogers, only after he gets out of the ice cubes, of course. Uh, gets out of his ice cube, of course. Two, hope she still marries me. Three, <laughs> how the hell does Bucky Barnes get the name The Winter Soldier? Sorry for the long email. Hope it led to some laughs. Thanks, Sean. P.S. Can I be the official capsicle of the podcast? Yes. yes. He makes a good point. Correct. Because, yeah, Captain America should really be The Winter Soldier. Right, Okay. Like okay, in, so the, in terms the, of stuff that happens to right. him. Right. So the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. uh, the term, yeah. is it's from Tom Paine, who's like who's like a revolu- American revolutionary. Sure. And he basically said, "Wait, is this history? You're teaching yeah, this me is real something? history. I'm teaching you. Uh, no, this, this is edu. This is edutainment. <laughs> all right. And basically, he, in one of his speeches, he talks about soldiers who are summer soldiers. Yeah. Like so, people who are who are soldiers when times are pretty good and everything's mm. fine and we're all it's peacetime and everything's cool, yeah. right? And so basically a winter soldier is someone who's there all the time. Oh, okay. Like when even in, you know, super bad times or whatever. So he's the winter soldier because he's there no matter what kind okay. of thing. Like but in in many ways because he has no choice because his brain he's been mind yeah. controlled. But that's that's the premise. So I think people actually at the time when the character was invented were like, this is kind of offensive. Because there was all, there was also a, a oh really okay. well I think there was in the seventies there was like a now now I've run out of history but in the seventies there was like <laughs> a there was a there was a Winter Soldier inquiry and it was like people it was like um Vietnam I think it was Vietnam era soldiers who were like like who had PTSD and like were badly treated by the government yeah and I think so people were like well why have you called this guy the Winter Soldier this kind of offensive to those veterans okay but I think he definitely is referring to the original thing oh, okay, gotcha. of like a guy yeah. of a soldier who's there all the time. Kind yeah, of yeah, thing. fair yeah. enough. So it's not because he was also frozen. No, that's a coincidence. <laughs> but it, I mean, it also applies. It also definitely applies, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. there you go. Yeah. I thought you'd know something about that, and there we you go. did. There you go. Uh, next, I'm just going to look that up. Keep keep going, but I'm going to look that sure. up to make sure I didn't get everything completely. This is from Tony from Ohio. Hey, Mason and whoever, love the show. Oh, I started listening about episode 60 and I've since gone back and listened. You, got, you just got edutainmented. God damn it. It's That's my right. least favorite thing. Yeah. Uh, I've since gone back to listen to the old ones. I'm just curious, how much of American culture has an impact on Australia? I hear you guys reference a lot of the same TV shows and movies I watched growing up. Meanwhile, I don't know shit about Australia except for koalas and Hubert Jackman. Anyway, sorry most Americans are self-centered, ignorant dickheads. With that being said, I can I be the official self-centered American dickhead of the podcast? Thanks, Tony. I don't find that about Americans. I, think, I mean, I've never met Americans in America because I've never been there. Uh-huh. But in my travels, oh yes, but most Americans I've met Americans I've met have been very nice. Sure, yeah. So, I mean, I think I've also met Americans that I don't like, but I've met a lot of people from a lot of places I don't like. So, absolutely, I don't think it applies to mm. to Americans. Yeah, yeah. I've said this before. People say Americans are the worst tourists, but Australians are the worst tourists. Oh, absolutely, because they're fucking everywhere. Yeah, and I don't, and they're loud and annoying and dickheads, and they're always drinking out of the biggest beer in the room and wearing a flag as a cape and lighting their balls on fire. Right. That's every Australian yeah. uh, who's, who's, who's around. So, mm. yeah. Anyway, American culture. Yeah. I'm oh, did you find it. anything about the Iceman? 
Yeah, it's pretty much like the Winter Soldier investigation. Uh, publicized war crimes and atrocities by the United States Armed Forces and their allies in the Vietnam War. There you go. And there was, I think, in in Winter Soldier, Iraq and Afghanistan, an inquiry into American war crimes during the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan held in 2008. Good so grade. I think that's probably where. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wasn't Winter Soldier before that? Yeah, maybe. I think it was like 2005. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't know, yeah. Mason. Yeah. I can't tell you. I don't know. Because you haven't been edutainmentized yeah, properly. Correct, I haven't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why does he have a metal arm? What's that about? What is that? No. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah. Look, wasn't that bit good in Winter Soldier where Black Widow throws like a thing on his arm and it like disables his arm? Yeah, that's arm. pretty good. That's pretty sweet. Good solid work. That's a good uh, yeah, I don't know because we Cap goes rogue in that. Boy, does he? It's <laughs> great. Um, yeah, I don't know. We we just we get so much American culture here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying Australian culture is bad. I am like pop culture. <laughs> Some no, there's some solid yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's some solid stuff. The problem, the thing about it is, is our population is so much smaller. Yeah. That the the ratio of gr- the ratio of great stuff to bad stuff is probably about the same. Yeah. But as a result, there's a smaller amount of Australian good stuff which we enjoy. Mm. But then, because there's there's a massive ton of American stuff. Yeah. When we, you know, the, the, then there's an equivalent massive amount of good stuff. You yeah, see what yeah. I'm saying? No, I see exactly. Right, so what we you're get saying. a lot of American good stuff and if you maybe don't see the Australian stuff that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Absolutely. So like we can it's it's weird because we we can automatically translate mm. American stuff like we get all the American references yeah, we do, like yeah. if somebody talks about the Winter Soldier. The Winter Soldier for example. You can or like explain a, it to or like me. a weird brand of cereal or something like that yeah. we, we get yeah, it. Like even we though translate. we don't get Captain Crunchy, I know what it is. Yeah, exactly, like, but it yeah. doesn't translate the other way. Yeah. And that's your fault, America. Do you guys have Dunkaroos? I think they do have Dunkaroos. They might have Dunkaroos. Do you guys have Le Snacks, which I think is... I don't think they have... They do in France. They're just called The Snack. (laughs) Very good. Vegemite's good, too. I know a lot of people hate it. It's Mm. how you do it. Watch watch a video of Hugh Jackman showing people how to Mm. do Vegemite and then try it or don't. I I feel I stole that joke. I did. My friend Jonathan Schuster does a joke about the snack. Does he listen to this show? No. Then I'll edit this out. Great. (laughs) Claiming it as my own. Um, yeah, I don't think it... So, what's some good Australian culture from our childhood? I remember liking Around the Twist. Oh, sure, good yeah. t- I remember watching The Ferals, uh-huh. which is like a knockoff, like a knockoff grosser version of The Muppets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you okay. remember them? Yep. Mm-hmm. What else was there? The Ocean Girl? That was I a guess. show? <laughs> um, was Hercules filmed here? Yeah. Or was it filmed in New Zealand? Zealand. It doesn't matter. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't matter. But like a lot of shows also come over here and they change them. Like we have, we mentioned Gladiators before. We had an Australian version of Gladiators. Um, We we have like... American Gladiators, it was called in America. Yes, it was. Yes. We had like, um, what else have we got? We got like, we get like Australian Idol and the Australian version of The Voice and all that. And Uh our Australian version of The Voice (laughs) is judged by Ricky Martin... The Madden Brothers. One of them. One of the Madden Brothers. doesn't matter. And Delta Goodrum? Delta Goodrum and then another American guy probably. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, maybe the dude from Black Eyed Peas, but that might, might be another show. No, that's not him. Yeah. Mm. No, what's not Will Arnett? Will I Am. <laughs> no, he is in one of them. He's definitely yeah, in one okay, of them. Yeah, okay, fine. Maybe yeah. he's in the British one. Also, I watched a lot of British stuff when I was a kid growing up. My parents yeah. loved like The Bill and like yeah. Midsummer Murders and Australia all that kind was of good because it, it was a weird... Center point where we got a lot, we got all the best yeah. American stuff, we got all the best British stuff, yeah. so we're kind of spoiled in that way. But a lot of the stuff, like the the kids' shows, would come in like dribs and drabs, so you couldn't just, you never even knew when things were going to be on necessarily, and yeah, they'd yeah. switch out shows for no reason. So you'd go to watch Ninja Turtles and then you'd get Toxic Crusaders. Or sure, right. <laughs> or whatever, which I also loved. Uh-huh. 
But yeah, we just kind of got a bit of everything. We got some Astro Boy, didn't we? Yeah. We got Dragon Ball Z. We got Power Rangers. We we just got it. We got it all. Mm-hmm. But just, but I felt like you kind of a lot. We of got the, Super Force. What was that one? Super Force was a like he was a pre Iron Man. It was a, it was about a. It was about a guy, he was an astronaut. Great. Good start, right? <laughs> it's set in the year 2020, where Even crime's gone up. out of control in 2020, sure. right? And he's a guy, he's an astronaut, and he went, he, he stopped being an astronaut, and he went back to Earth. Mm. And then it turned out his brother, who was a cop, had gone missing. So he joins the police force. Yeah. And then it turns out he doesn't have the firepower to stop crime. So he goes to like, uh, he goes to like this, this high-tech firm and they build him a super suit called super force and he gets like a like a like an armored suit and he gets a You've cool told motorcycle me about this it's great Do you have this on dvd i have it on tape somewhere <laughs> i have some copies that i taped off the tv in like 1991 now just to be clear yes. his name is super force it's, well i don't think it's ever i don't think the name is ever referred to former astronaut who uses an advanced combat suit and motorcycle to fight crime in the city of Metroplex during the year 2020. The city of Metroplex, the Transformers No, dip, it's, it's a coincidence. <laughs> but it's weird because it was all adults on the show. Yeah. And... But had like a Power Rangers vibe? Yeah, God, but it was... I don't know who it was for. <laughs> was it the 80s or early it was the, 90s? It was the early... October 1990 to May 1992. Why isn't it out on DVD? I don't understand. Because it no, also had Patrick McNee. The late Patrick McNee from the yeah. Avengers, okay, as like a computer simulation of the former boss of, of the was. company that that built the suit, Su- the boss of Super Force, the Super Force suit. Because yeah. Force implies to me that there's a few of them. It's like a team. It's just the one guy. <laughs> it's just the one guy. Look, it made little to no sense. And if somebody can find me a copy of it digitally, please send it to me somehow, because I would I would watch the hell out of that. But it's- it was also it was pre because you know how Iron Man. Like he's got a super streamlined suit because yeah. it's all CGI'd. Well, this is pre that, so he has like a big astronaut helmet. <laughs> so he's like a guy in this armored suit, but he's also got this giant head. <laughs> it's pretty great. Well, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it's great. All right, cool. Happy. Does to it s- still hold up? Absolutely not. No, it doesn't. But, in once, but like three episodes, in, he shoots down a helicopter with like a, several people in it. So. It doesn't sound like it held up for the time. No. Uh, hi, my name is uh, Rodri, and I'm from Wales. I wanted to ask whether um, you like the grittier tone that movies are going for nowadays, and do you think they'll keep that? Thank, uh, thanks, James, and get Mason to make a YouTube channel. Make it, do it. I won't. Okay, I, okay, I tried. You Sorry. tried, didn't you? Yeah, no, that's <laughs> more than anyone can do. So what do you think about that? Grittier tone. Well, we talked about before, things are kind of, I feel like things are going the other way. I feel we're, we're finding a balance, and I'm happy with that. But I feel like it's going to go the other way. Like, we'll find a sweet point, and we'll just keep sliding. And then, oh, I see. And then it will be die another day again. Yeah, but I, I, I think maybe at this point it's unavoidable. Mm. But, I mean, if you think of, like, if we're even we're just talking about Mission Impossible movies, yeah. first one... Pretty much deadly serious. Sure. Second one, even more deadly serious, even in the face of incredible ridiculousness and it being a bad movie. Yeah. And then third one, a couple of funny touches. I feel fourth, like four was the sweet spot. Yeah. Like we've got Simon Pegg, we've got some funny touches, we're all having fun. Yeah. But it's good, solid action. And I mm. think that's that's where I want to be. And I think okay. five is going to be basically the same. Sure. So, yeah. So, But I'm talking like for everything though. For literally a like, mission Like impossible. gritty Captain Crunch and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like a gritty reboot of Captain Crunch, yeah. the serial. Like, I'm worried that everything's going to be like Dracula Untold or whatever. Oh, <laughs> which, I see, right. Which I actually didn't hate. But do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like everything's Blade and... Uh, but like the bad parts of Blade, not the... Not oh, the, I see. Do you like gritty stuff? Like, but not... See, like the, a prime example of gritty but good gritty is obviously The Dark Knight. But uh-huh. 
that's the only one that kind of did it. That's it. It's quite a it's a fine balance because if you if Ledger's performance had gone any like a step weirder, it would have just been ridiculous. Yeah, would have been the new Joker. It would have been Dark Knight Rises. Ooh. Having re and I recently rewatched those movies. Yeah, like all of them in a row. Sure, okay. I was like, I'm having fun with these. Bane sounds exactly like Kenneth Williams, who was one of the one of the char- one of the actors who was in all the British Carry On films. <laughs> or, or, weird choice that, isn't it? Yeah, it is weird. Yeah. Do you think that we saw like Heath Ledger and he's like, "Well, I better do a thing." Yeah. They also yeah. went back and ADR'd over all these lines. Apparently, Heath Ledger. No, obviously not. Idiot, Mason. Sorry, no, I'm um, Bane. Oh, I see. You couldn't understand him. They released some. The opening sequence in IMAX or whatever, uh-huh. and people are like, what, what, what is this? Right, right, uh-huh. So it's weird how clear his voice is. Clear and ridiculous. Clear and ridiculous, yeah. Mm. Look, we've got some... Um, uh, Ali from went to London Comic Con, London Film Comic Con 2015. If you look up in that video on YouTube, if you type in the exact words, London Film and Comic Con 2015, he's done a sweet Weekly Planet video. I saw that, with yeah. With a whole lot of grabbed at gems. He got David Prowse, yeah, who's patron saint of the show. Yep, when was that Callan, Callan Mul- it's Callan Mulvey. When Callan Mulvey isn't around, yeah, it's it's David Prowse. But he also got Ray Park, so yeah, I won't play the did. whole video, but I'll just play this part of Ray Park. Nope, <laughs> stop! <laughs> I went too far. You went too far, like usual. Oh, it's Ray Park. You seen this? Yeah. So why am I showing you? I don't know. <laughs> Gone mad. That's gone. You've gone mad with your incredible YouTube abilities. I should be better at this, don't you think? No. God damn it, it's not working. I don't Just know what's going on. In. But look, you got Ray Park and um who played Darth Maul. Yes. And who's the other one I said? David Prowse. David Prowse to say grab that gem, which means we have two Sith Lords yes. saying grab that gem. Yeah. Which means we only need Christopher Lee, who's dead. Oh boy. <laughs> and Ian McDermott, who's not dead. Great. And do we need um, also the voice of Darth Vader? What's his name? James L. Jones. Yeah. Can we get James L. Jones? Or do we already get Darth Vader? Oh, that's a good question. No. We should get... Let's just get James L. Jones <laughs> as a backup. Sure. Yeah. Isn't that incredibly exciting? That I was is really amazing. excited to see that. So, yes. you know what? Ray Park is amazing. And I don't yeah. understand why he's not in more things. There was a period of time where you're like, well, Ray Park's going to be in everything. And he's yeah, yeah. He's kind of not as much. Mm. I, want, I want to bring him back. If they do the Obi-Wan film, they'll obviously bring yeah, him totally, back. Yeah, totally, yeah. Yeah, but he's great. Mm. Does he's a good stuntman? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He's probably just retired off his GI Joe residuals. Oh, that's right. He's Snake Eyes. Yeah. I forgot he was Snake Eyes. All right, uh, that's the show for this week. Did you get any emails about raps in movies? Oh, yes, I did. Uh boy. So that's... we threw out the call last week. Is there an example of a movie where a person appears in that movie? <laughs> and then they rap the theme song to that movie. So they have to appear as themselves, or n- not even, in that movie, and then also do the theme song. So it was Boy. Vanilla Ice in Ninja Turtles 2. Two right. Was there a previous example of that? Boy, we're going to have to... You're going to give me a minute. Oh, here we go. Uh, a lot of people have said Bobby Brown on our own yes. from Ghostbusters 2. Sure. Was he in that movie, though? Apparently he's like behind the mayor or oh, something. I guess that counts then. All but, right. That's the earliest one, as far as I can tell. Okay. So thank you for the Geo Tenant. Sent that in. And some other people who also sent that in. Yes, but especially that guy, because you're the first one we saw. (laughs) That's right. But probably the last to send it in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, where can people find us, Mason? Oh, they can find us uh, at uh, Weekly Planet Pod on uh, Twitter and Gmail and Facebook. Correct. If you want to send in a theme for next week, uh, we're doing Mission Impossible again, so maybe a Mission Impossible-style theme tune. That would be great. Yeah. Um... 
And I'm at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter. I'm at Mr. Sunday Movies. Uh, if you want to send us a couple of bucks a month to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash Mr. Sunday Movies. That would be great. I would love that. And if so you want if you want to follow at the Weekly Planet, they do some real good work. Yeah. Mm. They do, actually. That the little hang on, what's this? Oh yeah, the killing joke is becoming a movie. What? Did you hear about that? No. An animated movie. What? So Mark Hamill wants in, so that'd be great. Yeah, that would be good actually, yeah. I meant to bring that up earlier. That's great. Ah, uh, yeah. So next week. Bandcamp.com. Yeah, <laughs> that's another out, thing. Bloody we do. get out there. We'll yeah. do. We'll do a commentary at some point. Oh yeah. All right, guys, have spaghetti. <laughs> Grab that jam, everybody. Bye. Bye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray Five in One gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.